tip today in association with Slattery's of Pecan, your main Peugeot dealer for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Morning, welcome along to Tip Today, 1800 938 That's our free phone number. You can still use that and Emma will be picking up. But we are out and about today. We're on the second stop of our countywide village tour. And this morning we're delighted to be here in the beautiful village of Dundrum at a, a rather bustling Butler's Centre, where we've been made very, very welcome indeed. Now, we're here today to put the spotlight on Dundrum, Nakavilla and Donaski. And coming up this morning, we'll be speaking to many of the groups and organisations at the very heart of this wonderful community. And if you're in the area, do drop by and you'll be made fierce welcome altogether. Now, to properly understand, I suppose, what it's like to live in Dundrum and Donaski and Nakavilla, who better to ask than the people themselves? And we asked our, our report Porter Alison Highland to go out and about uh, this week, speak to some of the people from the area and ask them what are some of the best things about the locality. Here's what they had to say. The people, um, the facilities, we've shops, chemist, pub, everything. Absolutely, it's brilliant. Fantastic people, local people, brilliant. Is it your typical Tipperary village or is there something more unique about it? Um, I suppose it's your typical... Well, of course, we have everything. Yeah. Garage, hardware store, uh, childcare facility, shops, um, chemists. Yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. It's Any fantastic. Bad points? Um, no, absolutely none whatsoever. That's fantastic. None, none, none. Has it? You know, it's been a tough time with COVID, and I know Dundrum is very reliant on tourism then as well, and forestry. So it's maybe coming into a new era for Dundrum. But do you think is it doing enough to attract? more young people into the area or keep the young people in the area? Um, there's a great community spirit around the place and yeah. you know the kids are fantastic around here I don't ever hear of any trouble and you know so I think it's it's yeah it's good it's a great place to live great place lovers. You a local lady? I am indeed I'm living about a couple of kilometres back the road there. What are some of the best things about living in Dundrum? The people I think yeah People are very helpful and they're very, yeah, yeah. I'm living on my own, you see, and, uh, you know, I, I, I notice all this, like, they're very neighbourly. They, you know, I know everybody and everybody knows me, like, and uh, everything you want is here nearly. You know what I mean? We have a few very good shops and, you know, post office and... Any bad pints? Chemists and... Bad pint? No. None? None whatsoever. Fantastic. None, none whatsoever. Like um, anything that's that I could find fault with wouldn't be got to do with, you know, the village, the village thing, itself. Yeah. Like you know, uh, they keep it very well. Mm. You know, and um, yeah, yeah. Weather is the only thing that we have to. But every <laughs> place is that. Like you know, yeah. There's so many shops, and you have the hairdresser, you have the butcher, you have the doctor, you have the pharmacy, you have the hardware, you have everything in Dundrum. You need never go to the town. Any bad points? No. None? None. Because we're looking, Tip Today is doing a, a village tour kind of around the county. Ballybreen was the last one we were at. We're in Dundrum now today. 
Just wondering, you know, a lot of people would say that village life is, is dying off a little bit, but Dundrum? Certainly not in booming. Dundrum. Certainly yeah. not. No, no, no. What do you think that's down to? It's down to, down to all the businesses that are around, really. And it's easy to get parking, let's say. You, you know, if you're not, you don't have to go into the town, you can come over here and, and do everything you want to do. Well, I've lived here all my life and I wouldn't move. I love it here in Dundrum. What is it for you? It's my home and I never leave Dundrum because it's just people are so nice and kind and helpful. But that's the way I think about Dundrum now and everything. Any bad points? No. No? No, I've lived here 57 years and I'm happy with everything. Because some people would say villages like this in rural Ireland is dying a little bit, but Dundrum today anyway is very bustling. No, it's always very busy. It's yeah. very busy now. You could walk down here to shop twice or three times in a day and they're always busy. That's great. And we have the post office and butchers and everything, so I'm happy with it anyway. I have no problem. Good community. Everybody mixes together. Loads of shops. They have the supermarket there and the supermarket below, say, Heffernan's and post office, your hairdresser, chemist, doctors, credit union. Everything you need. Everything you Any need. Any bad pints? No, no bad pints, no. At all, at all? No, no bad pints. Is there anything you need that, that needs to happen? I mean, a big issue over the last couple of weeks was the a pathway needed from Dundrum into the village. Is there anything else that would come to mind to you about what would be needed for the area? Could be a facility there for the kids at a playground or something like that to have them something for to do there in the day or the evening, the weekend. Well, that's uh, the local voices there speaking to Ellie during the week and uh, a complete and absolute thumbs up indeed for uh, the area. We're delighted to be here in Butler Centre today in Dundrum and I'm glad to be joined here uh, by DJ Butler himself and indeed the Coherlock of Tipperary County Council. Councillor Roger Kennedy is with us as well. DJ, can I go to you first of all there? A thumbs up from most of the people around the village. There's a good old positive vibe here, isn't there? There's a fantastic vibe. Fran, yeah. about the village and has been always, I'm here coming up on 21 years in business in the village. Is it 21 years? It'll be 21 years in oh the February coming, yeah. yeah. And a fantastic village, yeah. you know, fantastic village and I think it's down to the, the mix of businesses that, that cater for the rural population. You know, I've often used the, the this is the real Dundrum shopping centre. Yeah. Right, this village. You know, they talk about the city centres and all of that but we have, you know, a multitude of, of businesses catering for local needs and while you have those businesses, I think rural communities like Dundrum are going to, are going to stay alive and serve the needs of the community. And it's great to see that happening. The place here is so busy today. Anytime I come in here, DJ, it's, it's extremely busy. You're a big employer uh, locally and people might get that fully. Um, how many people do you employ here, for example? At the moment, we've 30 people employed, wow. part-time and full-time. Uh, a terrific staff. I would have a core group of full-time staff of about uh, 11 or 12 who collectively are probably with me nearly 100 years, Brian, if you would talk up the length of time they're with me. You know, so... Yeah. And it's an international staff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about that this morning. Yeah, yeah. we have, we have uh, we've from the Philippines, we have from Latvia, from Ukraine, uh, and of course Irish. Yeah. You know, so yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you have to move with the times though, DJ, and you've certainly done that here, because I see over the last few years, I mean, the Delhi, for example. I mean, and people are very picky now as well, aren't they? They want certain things to happen. Well, I think people have gone very... Um, 
they're hard pressed for time. So yeah. convenience has been a huge growth in our business in the last six or seven years. And you know, if, if you have to have your stuff ready, you have to have your your delis right, your hot and cold foods. People are in; they're on the move. And um, of course, the coffee has been a big uh, player in, yeah. in 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 that as well. And you know, so we have those, and we've moved with, as you said, with the times and and invested in those and. It, it's bringing the people in, you know. You, you have a big local trade, but the passing trade here, I notice as well, is very important to you, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose we're very fortunate. We're under the Centre franchise. It's a recognised franchise throughout the country. So, particularly in the summer season, whether they're visiting or golfing or they're coming to GA matches from around the county, because Dundrum, you know, being in the, in, in the middle of Tipperary, if you like, they get a lot of. Um, inter-county uh, matches, yeah, yeah. and um, so people recognise the centre brand, and you yeah. know we, we, we benefit accordingly. Of, of course, you do. Now the Christmas decorations are open. I want to talk to you about that in just a little while as well, because I know you have plans. Roger Kennedy is with me, Cahirlock of uh, Tipperary County Council. Roger, you were saying some lovely things about the area earlier on as well. I mean, it's a perfect mix here, isn't it? Well, it's the best. It's the best village in Ireland, without a doubt. Do you think so? I uh, definitely, because you have everything. You don't have to store out of Dundrum to get anything. Uh, you know, you have the from the doctor, the chemist, the butcher. You, you heard it there on the box pop. Yeah. Uh, all the businesses that are here from the nor the nursing home, the uh, alleys, yeah. uh, garden centre. You have two fantastic supermarkets. You have PP across the road there with the hardware. You have the garage. You have the bus service behind the Johnny Cotters. You have box chainsaw above up the road. You yeah. have, you know, you are go around there and you have so many businesses employing people. And they have been employing them for a number of years and they're constant. Absolutely. And we've the, we the hotel and the golf course. Of course. And to retain the post office was vital to the area as well, wasn't it? it you know, It was. It yeah, was, yeah. yeah. But you see, in my young days, before you were on the gig and on the road, friend, <laughs> Dundrum was the mecca of entertainment in, yeah. in the south of Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I remember being here in Dundrum when the Kill the Man of Ballroom was going and Brady Gallagher was singing. My God. Uh, and they were from the tip bridge down to the convent cross. Cares the crowds. The crowds. It just happened to be, I was a young fellow in a car coming home, coming home from visiting uh, uh, and uh, coming home from a funeral somewhere uh, and at night and the place was mobbed. Yes. Absolutely and mobbed. And you could hear her outside in the road. We pulled that, up on the road. that brings us to the Crow's contribution to the area as well. I mean, yeah. Osti's yeah. contribution to Dundrum and the area. Yes, just absolutely yeah. fantastic. He, yeah. was, he was building from day one. Yeah. You know, he started, I remember Osti with a pig lorry on the road. Go on. Collect, collecting banners and he got oh into God. business and he never, he, you know, he developed and developed and developed uh, the place all the time. John J. O'Dwyer had done the same thing before that. Of course, yeah. DJ Butler is here now and there's so many others. But great you know, business people Pete, with, Pete, with a Pete, vision. Peter you know? Alley yeah. came in and he did the same thing yeah. in, in his line. And of course we have Crow's Meats up Crow's the road Meats as well. up the road. Yeah. Yeah. World, you know, they're internationally Absolutely, known. Absolutely, yeah. 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 What, what is it about this area that seems to be particularly productive, <laughs> do you think? Is it something in the water? <laughs> it's in the air, friend. It's in the air, <laughs> But, but you really see, you, you're, at, like you're at the other side of the hill. So. Absolutely, absolutely. We're waiting for it to come up there around Kilpatrick. Is but, it? I remember when going to school, uh, Bishop's Wood School. Yeah. I didn't go to Bishop's Wood, I went to Nakavilla School. But um, Michal McCarthy 
was there, former president of Conan Aguilga. Yes. You know, and you had Sean Kelly over the road, the president of the ICMSA. You had so many people where, on a national scale, you had Father Matt Ryan was, uh, in his day, was known uh, far and wide across the country yeah. as, a, as a nationalist. But uh, you're asking, what is it? The entrepreneurship yeah. that's in the people, the get up and go, the work ethic. Everybody has a work ethic. And a lot you, of local neighbours would like to have that, wouldn't they? I mean, well, like it's, to have it's, those people. It's, it's an innate feature in the people of uh, the parish of Nakavella, Dunnesky, Dundrum, whatever, whatever way you want to put it. And the same, the surrounding parishes are the same, like, you of know, course, there's, yeah. there's that work ethic in the people. And tis, it's not, what can anybody do for me? It's what can I do? For this area, of course, what yeah. can I do for this and, district? And Pat and keeps Sean Kelly's mantle going with the ICMSA down there in in, in Donaghy as well. Same yeah, thing, great. same thing. Yeah. You know, just to, to, um, when I was chair of the district, I had three national presidents in for a, a reception yes. inside in Tipperary Town, Rosanna Road, in the council chambers. Uh, Jerry Ryan was president of the Irish Beekeepers. Yes, uh, we had. Um, um, the man, the man who was president of Mokra outside, uh, just his name, yeah, just yeah, yeah, won't come to me outside course, in Galilee. Yeah. You know, but there's so many, and Pat McCormick is there now carrying yeah. on the mental. Is that great stuff altogether? All yeah, you, you and, and just like yourself, you know, oh, yeah. you're oh, known yeah. far and wide oh, from your yeah. days with the birds. I'm sure indeed. <laughs> but you've a busy day to, as here, look, you're running around the place, aren't you? I am, but it's only a 12 month gig. Yeah, yeah, it's probably just as well. And it finishes then. Probably just as well, indeed. DJ, Christmas decorations, I know you went to trouble to have them up for us today. The place is looking fantastic, and I suppose you're looking forward to Christmas now, aren't you, at this point? Well, Christmas is a, it's a very busy time for us, Fran. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're probably, we've gone a week early with the decorations, but as you said, we just, with, with Tip FM being here this morning, we said we'd put, create an atmosphere yeah. uh, with the time of year that's coming up. So, yeah, Christmas is busy for us, and, you know, we have a wide variety of, of stock available to people, and uh, hopefully, you know, yeah. We'll, be, we'll cater for anyone's needs. It'll, it'll be a great time altogether, and you'll be out the door, I presume, with businesses. So you have a lovely prize for people while we're here today, haven't you? Two lovely prizes, in fact. Yeah, we're giving away two 100 euro shopping vouchers, Fran, on the show this morning. So get down. All it requires is to come into the shop and uh, put your name on a receipt and hopefully you're in the draw. Very good. And just before 12 o'clock today, we'll have that draw. Then, we will indeed, it? yeah. yeah. We'll have our two winners before 12 o'clock. I heard that Marie is mad to get on the radio today. Is she? <laughs> she's, she just can't wait. She's, she's gone into hiding, in fact. She's <laughs> That'll be one of the biggest miracles since Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, thanks for hosting us here today. We're delighted you're to be more here. Than welcome, and Frank. Roger, on a busy morning, thank you so much for making time for us. Yeah, very welcome. Thanks, Frank. thanks very, very much. Welcome. Thanks, Frank. We'll, we'll take a break. We're back with more in just a moment. And Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. And you're very welcome back to Tip Today, a rather special tip today because we're out and about as part of our countywide village tour. We're here in Dundrum today in the very busy uh, Butler's Centre in Dundrum and uh, we're looking forward to talking to uh, as many local people as we possibly can indeed. Now don't forget if you're in the area, drop in if you want to put your name in the receipt. We have a couple of 100 euro vouchers uh, to give away here today. So just by making your way here and saying hello to us, uh, it's as simple as that. Now Dundrum has a great history.
history and reputation indeed for forestry and farming and uh, a tradition that continues on to this day. And I'm delighted to be joined now by uh, John Moore. And John worked in forestry here in Dundrum as a forest uh, manager. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, friend. Uh, good to see you today. And thanks very much indeed yeah. for, for coming into us as well. It is fair to say there's a great tradition of forestry here, isn't there? There is indeed, friend. And I could bring you back to the, the 1700s, 1800s. Wow. Yeah. It really goes back to the uh, the estate time, the time of the, the landlord in Dundrum, when the area was obviously laid out and planted with, with trees. And um, back back in the 1700s, there was a corn mill uh, put down the, at the end of the mill road, known as the mill road. Yes. A corn mill, timber mill. And that's where, you know, timber was cut and stuff like that. And then the, the, the local landlord at the time was a, a, a Lord Hawarden. He was known as Maud, the locals. And uh, he was the Earl of, of Mount Health, and he was the MP yes. for Tipperary back in the day. And um, the railway was being built, put in from obviously from the, great, the railway from Dublin to Cork. Mm. But he got it diverted to Dundrum because he obviously had forestry lands, yes. and he had his gentry friends coming down doing shooting and what have you. So the railway was actually diverted to Dundrum so that he could uh, bring his friends down there. It's and the power so he had. The power to he do had that at that was time. Amazing, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many myths and legends about Maud, of course. Yes, yes, there is a myth. Yeah, there's a lot of myths. Now, Austin Crowe, uh, the local man, of course, would have given me a lot of this information over the years. And yeah. I'd, I'd like to say hello to Austin if he's, if he's, Absolutely. If he's listening. And, 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 and Mary. to Mary as well. Yeah, yeah of course. But, yeah. Um, so that, the railway would have gone in, and um, obviously, obviously they, 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 they moved the mill then. From the, from the mill road up beside the railway. Yes. And what happened then, Fran, was uh, railway tracks were put in then, going out to the forests to actually cut, to, where they cut the oak timber and brought it into the sawmill in Dundrum. And what happened then was a lot of that was used for making the railway tracks and also a lot of the timber was cut and sent away to, to the port in England, by rail, onto the ports and over to England. My God, so it was a very important like hub here yeah, for timber. Would, would, would it have been, Fran, yeah. yeah would it would have been a big, a big thing at that time. That, it, that continued on then for, for how long, uh, John? That went, that, see, that, that was, we were into the 1900s then. Yeah. And obviously what happened then, Fran, was that, you know, electrification never came in like that. And um, so the Forestry Commission then was formed in 1903. And Dundrum Forest was one of the first four forests formed in Ireland. Yes. Would have been the four, the four, there was four forests and Dundrum was one of them. And also you had the first training school for foresters was in Dundrum. So uh, up, up beside the sawmill, so it's known as the Botty. Yeah. Which was really obviously the short for botanic. And so people uh, came from all over to that? Yes, yeah, so obviously in the early stages, you know, yeah. the foresters came there to train. So the first training, one of the first training schools would have been in Dundrum, and as I said, already known as the body, right. it's been, been the shark for, 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 for botanic. Yeah. But, um, and to take it up, did it always provide um, employment locally? Then it did well, indeed, yeah, yeah. It did, yeah. There was, you know, up to 30 people working in the sawmill, yeah. you know, at that time, and there would have provided a lot of employment. Yeah. And of course, the fact that there was so much timber around Dundrum, you know, it, it, is, um, it, it led to the mill being used a lot more. Yeah. But, um, I suppose Quilta then came in to, to manage the forests and develop it then in, in the later years. And yeah. what, what happened, there was a lot of re recreation involved. They, 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 at the duck pond, they, put, they put in the trails. Yeah, yeah. They have waymarked trails there. 
and uh, they were all developed then over over the years. Which is fantastic, and I'm yeah. not sure even if we fully appreciate what's on our doorstep around here, yeah. John. It's uh, fantastic. The the sawmill is no longer operating. The sawmill sure is no longer operating. Yeah. No. But there's still a huge forestry impact with the, with the trails and, and around. And like the, the trails actually, they have there is a count around them, and they, they bring in over maybe up to a thousand people a week into the into the into the area. Wow! So I mean, if they come into the area and go, you know, come down to Gigi's for a cup of, of coffee or down to alleys for a few plants or peepees or whatever, it brings people into the area. So it's a huge asset. Which is, that is way, so important. Like, you know, yeah. And I yeah. often think the managing of it and looking after it is such a huge job as well. You're very heavily involved with local athletics as well, uh, John. And uh, that that's tremendous around here, isn't it? It's huge. Yeah, yeah. It's a big... Uh, yeah, it's, we're, we're here. The Dundrum Athletic Club was formed in uh, 1960. Yeah. And we have... I just checked it last night, Fran, and we have 254 members in the club. Right. And from age age eight up to 70, you know, because obviously athletics caters for all the five-year categories up yeah, along. Yeah, of course. And uh, we compete in the cross-country and we compete on the road and we compete on the track. Yeah. And we and, have, yeah. And successfully? Successfully, yeah. yeah. Successfully, we go, okay, yeah, we, this, we, last weekend we had um, uh, Kevin Moore finish second in the Munster Senior Cross-Country. Right. And next weekend we have uh, Jim Narine running for Ireland. In the, in the in home international masters cross country in Dublin, it's on, on, on the on the over over forty team, yes. So yeah. And I often pass through and I see such a huge turnout for the races as well, which is which is just great. Uh, I'll be back to you in just one moment, John. But I'm delighted to be joined here now uh, from Dundrum Nurseries by Frank Alley. Frank, how are you? I'm very good, and it's good to see you today. Um, it's a miserable old day out there, but I presume it's it's good for plants and growing, is it? It wouldn't encourage you to get into the garden, but it's <laughs> it's just a time of year where bare root plants you can now start to shift yeah. plants around. The place that aren't in pots yeah so this kind of weather is essential to bring on that season and it's right on as we'll be fully up and running in the next fortnight with that kind of thing of course uh, dundrum nurseries i mean it's been such a success uh, over the years and i'm not sure does everybody realize that not just have you the nurseries but i mean you grow plants and trees for for other nurseries around the country as well don't you yeah it was set up uh, 40 years ago by my father and it's an interesting segue from what john was talking about i'm sure he worked with peter at some stage he peter worked in forestry was, didn't he well you peter was the yeah. boss in the sawmill there yes. for i'd say at least 15 years yeah and then he went out into the forestry in this whole area and up as far as Holyford. Yes. So when he left that, he, he partially had some bit of nursery and garden centre set up. And then he moved straight into uh, plant and plant production, which is the main part of our business. While we hugely appreciate the garden centre and it's a very big concern, we would always hope to be sending out at least a truckload or two a week countrywide. And we have customers in Donegal, West Cork, that's a lot around yeah. Dublin, one and, and it is fair to say that people wouldn't realise that that aspect is to your business, I suppose, because we see the nursery as being big. I'd say most of the locals realise it. Yeah, I, yeah. There's a huge number of people locally have worked here from transition year. It's certainly a lot of people's first job. It's not something yes. that uh, we put. I, we say up there, we put a lot of kids through college. Yeah. Um, not 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 taken from their parents, but the the few spend them money they need on of in course, Limerick on which, a Thursday night, which is so <laughs> which is so important. Yeah. They need. How did COVID affect you? COVID was a weird one for us in the sense that we were shut down like everyone else. Yeah. But I'd say a month into COVID, everyone realised we're at home. We're going to have to do something. So the garden and the space around the house became very very important to people. And I have a friend in hardware as well, and he said to me, if there was a root on it and a flex on it, it sold during COVID. Good. So 
yeah. you know, tools and uh, it got very busy. We had our best year financially and I hated, couldn't say this at the time because there was a lot more pressing yeah. things than our yeah. turnover. But having said that, managing a business during COVID was as insane as it gets where right. every third person had an opinion on, you're standing too close to me, come over here, there's nothing wrong with me. Put that mask on, take that mask off. Everyone had an opinion. So you had that on a daily basis? You had that on a daily basis. It added to the stress of managing a business. Right. But we would take it a hundred times over compared to what happened to other businesses. Yeah. And we didn't have to let anyone go, no one and that. Very briefly, in the first month, as I said, we used the government scheme which... Uh, topped up wages yes but we immediately got off that and you know the government have recruited that since in in taxes or whatever but we had a good year financially and it's that sounds very crass to say because people are more worried about their elderly parents course, and elderly yeah. friends etc it's great to know that there's it, some it didn't success. do us any harm yeah. but i'm delighted to be operating outside it it's yeah. very gratifying some people on a sunday immediately after COVID said this is the first place i wanted to come so it's great to hear isn't it as yeah as an owner and head of a team up there, we're delighted to hear stuff like that. Absolutely, for sure. You and I would have spoken about the green agenda in the past. I mean, maybe the perception is that that's brilliant for a business like yours, um, but it's not quite the case, is it, it? It is brilliant. You know, we should be hand in glove with the green movement, and we are too on 80% of the issues. There's a new scheme coming in um, for farmers at the moment. And, you know, we should be able to operate hand in glove with the farmers for a new scheme that's called a Acre. Yes. And that'll wheel, it, wheel itself out. And they've all been very good for us, all those reps, feps, eos. They're all different fancy words for farmers planting trees, yes. for the want of another word. But the, the drum that I've been banging for two years with you, and thanks for, your, for the airtime, is the peat issue. Yeah. And Will you explain that to people? Oh, I can't explain it, to be honest with you, because it's insane. Right. But the simplest way I can put it, we are on board with the peat issue that it shouldn't be burned, it shouldn't create energy and it shouldn't uh, be turned into briquettes. But then the unintended consequences, we've been thrown under the bus with peat harvesting and our industry needs, um, I'd need about uh, 900 cubic metres per year, which is so marginal in the scheme of things. We, we use 0.01% of the annual harvest and that includes mushrooms, uh, soft vegetables like lettuce, tomato growers, everything in horticulture, peat is the ideal medium to grow things in. And the Green Party in their wisdom have, they say saved the bogs, but they've just closed the bogs. And they've reduced, you know, massive industry to nearly nil in terms of the peat itself. Yes. And the knock-on effect with us is terrible. The end result is there's choir coming from Brazil. There's EU countries harvesting peat like Scotland, Estonia, Germany and Denmark. That we're importing. And we're importing it from there. What a huge carbon footprint on that, I presume. And it's over our ditch. Literally over my ditch I have peat. So, yes, the carbon footprint is quadrupled by bringing it 2,000 miles from Estonia or whatever it is, mm. nearly 1,000 miles from the north of Scotland. How, how is that answered when you bring that up? An absolute hubris in the bubble don't engage. Don't go there. That's the Green Party. And I don't have a, a heavy dig politically because yeah. you're here to celebrate Dundrum. Yeah. But I also get from Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael representatives saying, oh, that's not us, that's not the Greens. But then, you know, in order for you to stay in power, you're throwing me under the bus. So I'm not buying the Fianna Fáil and <coughs> Fianna Gael line either. Um, and, you know, if it's not resolved by the next election, I know 
where the directions my vote will be going in and it won't be with any of the standing paper. But I would prefer, because we have a tradition with one particular party that's in bar, I would prefer it's resolved. But lack of engagement for two years, just dismissed out of hand, at Bloom we weren't allowed to speak to these individuals, we were corralled away from them. It's just that they know they're wrong, so but they won't do a But there's U-turn. no discussion, even with people like yourself, uh, who, who have all of the facts of on-the-ground experience. I, I had, I've been banging this drum for over two years now, Yes, and the only time I met uh, representatives from the people in power, um, with the exception of Jackie Cahill, he was very good, I have to hand it to him, but we had to protest outside the doll. And they came out and we got a usual, I'd hate to, I'd hate to be outside the doll with something really critical. Because we got a lovely, oh yeah, we'll do everything, we're doing our best, and we will not rest, kind of an answer. And no, completely shut down again, you know. So incredible. it's, it, it's and, not, uh, but that's not why I, there's a yes. lot more I'd like to be saying about Dundrum and, yeah, and not banging Absolutely, the absolutely Street, indeed. Um, you, you alluded to employment there. Of course, you've been employing people for such a long time as well. I mean, that's, that's vital to an area like this, you know. It's, it? Yeah, it's something you don't take pride in, you know, you don't have to be sticking your chest out because we need those people. Yeah, and those people, um, there's about six on the staff up there, all from the local area with more than 25 years service so you know more than one family has gone through college gone through the cycle with us we are now i have uh, this last couple of summers i've worked with uh, people like young jordan roach and and i've worked with their grandfathers so i'm it's showing my age <laughs> but at the same time yes. you know that the same people keep showing up um very good there's very good raw country young fellas around here that are able to show up ready to go and they've done great work for the place Very good. be they, it temporary or long term and they have a natural feel I guess for the business because of the agriculture in I the would area. say yeah. that, that yeah. Um, a farmer's son has a natural competitive yeah. advantage versus somebody whose mum or dad might be more you know, working ac- academically just finally Frank, the, the mix of businesses here and how it all sort of ties together and I'm looking across at PP's business and of course we're here in the uh, in, in uh, Butters and the, there's Heffernan's and all of these places, is, is there a tie together of all there of is that? A, there is a huge plus to being in Dundrum. I remember not that long ago, during the Tiger time, there was traffic coming you know, en masse from Tipperary to here to work, and the opposite should be true, but there was, you know, the bulk of the traffic left Tipperary town and came here for jobs. Um, it has changed, and you know, the change is constant and inevitable. Yes. Um, the hotel has changed dramatically, the local ballroom has changed dramat- dramatically. Yes. That was the centre where most people in Munster know about it, spent New Year's Eve there Absolutely, people like uh, Johnny Cash and and Meatloaf played there it's not, you know, that wasn't a lightweight piece of ballroom romance, that was a a giant in entertainment, that thankfully I lived towards the tail end of its heyday Um, there was Tudor Tiles across the road, which was a nationwide what's very funny about Dundrum um, if you take Peepees, the steelworks, the sawmill in its its pomp, our own place and Dundrum House Hotel, Rossmore Engineering Mm. Which again would claim, I yeah. know it might have been done drum, but would claim we certainly a few people work on meat. Pro meat. They're doing nationwide business. Yes. There's, you know, we have all the, you know, DJ here fully accept it's a local business, but because we're doing nationwide business, because Dundrum House brought people from Dublin, I had shrubs going back to Dublin because I drove by to one of our locations, Rossmore Engineering, numerous times. Those customers came back to Rossmore Engineering, got planting and 
uh, stuff engineering. It all ties together, indeed. Frank and John, thank you very much indeed for coming into us today. We're delighted to be here uh, today in Dundrum. Thank you. We'll take a break. Back with more. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Welcome back to Dundrum. Welcome back to Butler Centre here in Dundrum. This is part of our village tour. Now, Dundrum House, of course, a venue that has attracted people from all over the country to the area. No doubt it's been a tough time for hospitality, uh, what with uh, COVID and, of course, the refugee crisis. And uh, while the venue is uh, yet to revisit its heyday, new owner Jeff Leo is hopeful for the future there. Well, our own Alison Highland uh, sat down with Jeff this week to ask about the future plans for the historic venue and what's been achieved since he took over. I've been here six years, five and a half, six years. It's uh, challenging at first, but uh, it's actually going quite well. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. When you first came in, I'm sure there was you had lots of ambition and lots of hopes and plans for for Dundrum. Could I ask what those plans were? Um, we had plans to really rebuild, open up the manor house, and and put uh, a proper facility with regards to a ballroom. We had plans for distillery. We had plans for just just really make it a a world-renowned resort. You know, it's a, it has a blank, it's a blank sheet of canvas here. It has massive potential. And then COVID hit. It did. <laughs> what effect did that have? Um, we actually tried to turn a negative into a positive, where we took the opportunity to actually put the focus on the golf course and uh, and put all our efforts into cleaning up a ten years ten years of neglect, we'll say, and bringing the golf course up to where it is today. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's from 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 the feedback from the members, it's the best it's ever been, and it's only gonna get better. Uh, we had the likes of Jeff Howes, who's a well-renowned uh, golf uh, designer. He's did um, Mount Juliet. Uh, with regards to Jack Nicholas, he's done Photo Island, he's done The Heritage. So we brought, brought him on just recently, just over the last year and a half to two years, uh, just to give some advisement on the redesigning and, and really the bringing the golf course up to another level. Because there's a lot of pressure now. It's a very, um, it's, it's a highly competitive market now and destinations like this have to be really competitive in the market and have to stand out. Well, we're very fortunate. We're in Tipperary. We yeah. have this thing called the Rocket Cash Road up the way and we have the Cash Palace. And, you know, the, I think uh, Mr. Magder and his team has done a fantastic job of building that up. And Adrian Bartel has done a fantastic job and they have a great team there, Mikey Ryans. And it's just, uh, it, we work well together. It, it works well with our product. Mm. And uh, and again, the rock of the rock castle coming from America. Everybody, I mean, it is the rock castle. Yeah. <laughs> and cash is a fantastic place, as is Dundrum. And how is the post-COVID recovery going now? It's getting there. It's uh, you know, like anything, you have your challenges, you have staff challenges, uh, your price now with inflation and everything else, and then with utility costs going up. So it's just shifting gears and just identifying your problems and coming up with solutions. Can I ask what are the plans for the future? The plans for the future is we're just going back to the basics. We're going to get the hotel open uh, and just and, and build it from there. Okay. And Dundrum is also um, playing host or housing a number of Ukrainian refugees as yes, well at you the are moment. Correct. How many are they currently housing? Uh, we house exactly 123. Okay. Yeah, and it's actually, it's, it's really, it's very, as I said, we talked about the, the, the philanthropy before. It's really gratifying. You have, I mean, you see these individuals get off the bus and they just have a suitcase. Yeah, even or a plastic bag, and that's, that's all they have. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's nice. We've been getting, they've been getting jobs. They've been sort of integrating within the community between the um, Centro, DJ Butler, uh, between Crow Meats, uh, Dew Valley uh, Foods. 
So we've really been in working on local farms, milking cows. So it's really, they're actually going out, they actually want to work, which is, yeah. uh, they actually want to really move on with their lives. I mean, it's, it's for, them, for me looking, it's, it has to be extremely challenging and uh, very, very tough. Are you expecting more refugees to come in? Um, most likely, yeah, but uh, we'll cross that, cross that bridge when it comes. Any idea of numbers? Um, I would say probably another 100. Okay. Yeah. Would you be confident that the facilities here can house that number? 100%. Okay. Yeah, it's total, when, when we finish the product, there's a total of 230 rooms. There was some concern locally about the safety of pedestrians walking into Dundrum. Yes. Now, I know that has been addressed. Was that it's, a concern for no, you? It was, and it still needs to be addressed, to be honest with you. Like, I was driving out last night, and there was a, a, the individual walking. They didn't have their vest on. And obviously stopped and said, look, we all need to wear a vest because mm. it's a danger. And, uh, you know, so that individual went back, got to rest. And uh, it's just, I think, it's just being aware and everybody helping out and pitching in. They see somebody without a vest, make sure they have that vest on. Yeah. What's been the reaction locally to them? I think it's been quite well. I mean, uh, just, just with the members. The members have been really uh, extremely generous. We had clothes drives, toy drives, and uh, it's, it's nice to see. I think there was some concern as well that, that people who are coming for golfing holidays might not be able to avail of rooms because of it. Have, have those kind of concerns or those issues been addressed? Uh, again, this is just a short-term blip. We have a contract for six, and just it's up to March. So, you know, we were, we were offered to uh, house back, in, uh, back in, in March, March, April. But because we are a golf resort and because we had prior commitments with golf societies and everything else, we chose not to do that. And then we saw that there was a massive problem, and, uh, and that was back in a couple of months ago. And that's when we shifted gears said, you know what, here we have a product that we're going through these tough times. It works best for, it works best for, for them and it works best for us. But also, it, you have this, it brings an extra 25000 25, a week disposable income into the area. So yeah. it works out well. You know, it's, it's a win-win for everybody, the way I see it. It's certainly an attractive option for uh, venues like yourself and other hospitality uh, venues as well. And could I ask about tourism then? We're seeing maybe a slow growth post-COVID in tourism, but do you think COVID has completely changed tourism in this country? Being from the States as a from, um, I don't. I think things will pick up going into next year. Uh, I just think, you know, it's like anything. It's, you, have, you have inflation, you have, you know, people are pulling back a bit. So I do feel going, going into next year, we'll see, we'll see tourism kick back up again. There's no question about that. One main, um, I think, complaint that a lot of hospitality people have is retaining staff. Is that an issue? You've Huge issue. Is it? But, uh, but again, you know, we have, I think we've hired six Ukrainians already here. So that's been, you know, just like just just like the local uh, center, T.J. Butler, you know, it's we're all having we're all having that challenge. I mean, it's not like we're in Dun in, in Dublin, yeah. you know. So we're in an area where it's you know it's, it's a small pool. It is, yeah. it is. And then yeah, the, yeah, the likes of the Castle Palace, we're all ha we're all having that challenge, and uh, it's 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 a challenge, but we'll all get through it. And Dundrum was always a huge wedding venue as well. So, Are you starting to return to that? Uh, we will return to that, 100 yeah. percent. Yes. Can I ask you, funny? There, you know, local rumor is a great thing, and there is. is rumor that you've um, <laughs> taken over the ballroom in the village. Is is that something? Is that true? Is the that Golden Vale? Yeah. Oh yeah, I have. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What are the plans for that? Um, we're we're still mulling over a couple of ideas, but yeah, no. It's for, to me, it was a building just sitting there. It was sort of it was hurting the village because you drive in, it was just an eyesore. Something had to be done, and uh, so I mean, I, Dundrum is my home, yeah. and uh, I'm looking forward to having a family and, and growing it here. 
And there's a huge history there with music and entertainment. Would you Johnny be hoping Cash. to yep. meatloaf? Yep, meatloaf, yeah. 100%. Would you be hoping to, to keep that going? 100%. There's oh, a bit great. of history. They have to keep the history yeah. there. You know, if you look at, look at where it is, and just as you just said, the history is incredible. Yeah. I mean, uh, meatloaf. <laughs> it is, it's actually meatloaf done drum. Who would have thought? But. When you first came here, did you have a long-term goal of what you wanted? To be honest with you? Like any investment, you always have, okay, you always look at the exit strategy. And then from when I moved, when I actually moved here in 2018 to really understand and get a feel of the product and what direction we want to go with and, and you start getting involved in the community. It's, it's uh, you know, this, this is, this is, we're here to say. And that's Jeff Leo speaking to her own Alison uh, during the week from Dundrum House there. We're live from the village of Dundrum today from Butler's Centre and I'm delighted to be joined now by local parish priest, uh, Father Jim Egan. Good morning to you, Father Jim. How are you? Morning, Fred. I'm great. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome indeed. What a parish it is because, I mean, it's, it's a large one, isn't it? It's a pretty good-sized parish. Uh, it's geographically very well spread out. Yeah. Um, but no bigger than it's average, a little bit above average, maybe in, in in geographical. I always say we have a great variety in the parish. Yes, we have forestry, we have bog, and we have the best cattle country in Europe. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we have the whole well, lot there. Great sense. farmers, great uh, dairy industry here, and a very vibrant community here in the village of Dundrum. Which, which is great to which see. Which is all the services, really. Yeah. It's as good as any small town. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that and such an amount of employment as well, which oh, massive, is always good in an massive area. Massive employment yeah. between you know, the wire steel, like, you know, and the forestry employees or whatever. We have a nursing home. Uh, we have all the shops then. They, yes. they all employ a few people. This yeah. shop in particular, where we are now today in Centra, Butler Centra. You know, and it gives very needed employment to young people who are maybe going to university, need a few quid in their pocket, their parents are fairly strapped for cash, some of them, yeah. and uh, it eases the burden yeah. on them. So we, it's wonderful to have that kind of outlet on our doorstep. Isn't it just? Isn't and we, it we owe a great debt of appreciation to the local entrepreneurs, you know, from the garden centre to, to to the shops here in the village, to the wire steer. They're all they're all community. They're all from the community. There no, there's no Japanese or there's no yes. Chinese or there's no French or Germans. This is all Irish. This is all this Indigenous. is all It's great to see it. All people. Well. Yeah. You must be run off your feet, are you? Because like, is it two churches here? Two churches. Yeah. 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 Pretty busy, but no different. No more busy than any of my colleagues. Yes. Um, and we're not getting younger. That's the problem. Our our energy levels aren't as good as they were. Yeah. Maybe that's good because when we had good energy levels, we didn't use them in the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. You know so that well. kind of feeling. I know that feeling. And so I was well. very good at, at misusing <laughs> that energy. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 wonderful, really, in this sense. Why we wouldn't have the population going to church every Sunday that we once had. Yes. Um, Maybe what we have coming now are the real, uh, you might say, the ones who truly believe in, in, in what they're at. And the ones that are not coming doesn't mean they don't believe. Yes. Yeah. They are good people. You know, it's just that... That's a very generous thing to say. Well, I think they are. Yeah. You see, my, my experience of life is that there's a deep faith in the Irish people. And you, need a, you know that when you come to the, what I would call as the pivotal points in our lives, whether it's birth or death, our marriage, uh, people want to celebrate it before God. 
uh, by and large, even if they're not going to church every Sunday. And you don't mind that, do I you? I don't really. I don't really. I think people have to find their own journey. Yes. To to God, uh, they have to find their own journey. I can see problems going forward because we have. Like well, what? They, well, we have we have shortage of priests. Number yes, one, yeah. to celebrate the sacraments, uh, we have only one student for the archdiocese wow. training to be a priest, and he's from this parish, yes. uh, Killian Heaney. And please God, Killian will will be ordained in a couple of years' time. And uh, other than that, you see, we're we're an aging profile. Uh, the average age of the priests of the diocese now is sixty-seven. Wow! I'll be seventy-four next birthday myself. So, so where do you see it going, Father Jim? Well, I, I obviously, amalgamation of parishes yes. is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we'll have what you would call hubs. We're in a hub already. We're with Cashel, mm. Golden, Knockbraff and Kilf- uh, Nguyen, and Sharahan. Yes. And Kilfikil and, and um, th- that's our hub. There's five parishes. Yeah. And we help each other. But also what it means is we can organise our masses to give a variety of times when people can go to mass. And it doesn't really matter where you go. Yes. You know, you, a person in Donetsky could just as easily go down to Kilfikil for mass if that time suits them. Right. You know, right. and there's no disloyalty to their own parish. Right. And that's wor- that'll work out. You I think, think it yeah. will. Yeah. I think you have to allow people the dignity of having the freedom to live their lives yes. uh, in a Christian way. And it doesn't matter where we praise God, whether it's in Kilfika or whether it's in Nakrafen or Dundrum Centra. Centra. It doesn't really matter. God is everywhere. What about the international uh, population that we all have now? Is that reflected in the church, do you think? Is that reflected in your ministry, for instance? It, it is really. Now, uh, it is interesting that you mentioned that uh, we have Ukrainians, yes. as you know, living in the parish yeah. now, and um, they're gorgeous people. Unfortunately, we have a massive barrier because we don't understand each other. Right. Okay. We don't have the language. Yes. I don't have Ukrainian, they don't have English. But I have a couple of them coming to Mass every Sunday and they come to the Eucharist. Now, I don't, I don't question them. Yes. I yeah. say, look, if they're happy with that, the Lord loves them and they're welcome. Now, we have that international dimension to some extent. No, that's okay. That's no I'm problem. So, I apologise for don't, my phone. Don't worry about that at all. Yeah, just turn yeah. it off. I'm sorry. Um, but, um, not at all. So you, ha- you have that international dimension, as you say, yeah. to your congregation. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And there is a little bit, of, not too much of it here. Uh, it was maybe more pronounced when the hotel had residents. Yes. Yeah. Had, yeah. had uh, uh, when the big house was, shall we say, yes. operative. Yeah. We had people from all over the world staying there. Now that's gone. Yes. Please, God, will come back again. Um, but hospitality has taken a hammering. Yeah. yeah and we see sure. this in every community. Uh, I remember when I was in Capo White back in the 80s, there was 11 pubs in Capo White. There are now two. Wow. Well, the yeah. times they are changing. They for, are sure. For, for, so, for sure. so we have that international dimension, but it's not a factor. The real factor is to is 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 to live together as a as a community. Yes, and to love one another and to try to help one another, which is so important. And just, yeah. just finally, can I ask you, with your experience as a priest, I mean, how are you a, about the changes? I mean, is there disappointment, or do you see it as an opportunity, or how That's do you a, view? I suppose it? a little bit of a mixture. As we get older, we're inclined to cling to what we know. Yes. Having said that, I can see all the, I can see all the mishaps of the past. Yes. And the blind spots, and I'm just wondering, I often ask myself, "What's the blind spot today? What are we, what are we missing?" 
you know. And what are we pushing under the surface so that it won't... This is where your role comes in, and it's very yeah. important. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm quite happy with the church. With the, with the, with the, with the, I think we're good. I think we're more honest now. Do you? As a community. Yes. Forget about church altogether. As a people. People have the freedom to say what they think. They're not afraid of what Johnny down the road is going to talk about or say about them. Yes. We were terribly afraid of that uh, in, in past times. We're not afraid of it anymore. We are who we are. So we can be more honest. We can be more honest. And that's a lovely thing. Isn't it just indeed? Father Jim, we were delighted to have you this morning. Thank thank you, Fran. Thank you for making time for us. Okay, thank you. You're very kind indeed. Uh, News and information's on the way, and we'll be back to you live from Dundrum just after that. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. You're very welcome back to uh, Tip Today. Rather special tip today as part of our countywide village tour. We're here at uh, Butler Centre in Dundrum and we have a spotlight on uh, Dundrum, Dunnaski and of course Knocka Villa as well. And now before we continue on uh, hearing more about the local area. I'm delighted to be joined now by Breed uh, Quirk. Good morning to you, Breed. Good morning, Frank. And thanks very much, Dee, for coming uh, to us today. But it's kind of a sad tale, really, because your dog, Bella, he's gone walkabout, has he? Yeah, so since Monday night, um, Bella, who is our... She's a two-year-old sheepdog, and she went out for her pee before she went for, yeah. um, into bed. And she just didn't come back in. And my husband called her and um, she didn't come back in. He was looking everywhere for her. So he said, look, he'd give it a few hours. But since then, we haven't um, seen her at all. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know, was she spooked in some way? Was she... Like, it's so unusual for her. Like, she would never get spooked. She'd always come back. She might go rambling down the fields. You know, we've cattle down the back field. And she might go and she loves them and have a look and, you know, sit and look at them for a while. But she'd always come back. But, um, no, some people have said it was a full moon that night that... Sometimes maybe that could drive dogs wow. a bit crazy, but I don't know. It's okay, very but she's unusual two for years old. She is a sheepdog. She is a sheepdog. Would dog. you just describe her? Yeah, so she's um, Bella is her name. She She's the tree colour sheepdog. So yeah. she's brown, black and white. And yeah, she has a pink collar, but you wouldn't really see the pink collar because she's got she's quite a hairy coat. Right. So you wouldn't yeah. notice that when you see her straight no, away. She has been spotted, Breed, hasn't she? Yeah, so she was spotted. We got a call this morning to say that we, she was seen around the hotel and Ballon Temple. And also on um, Tuesday night, she was seen around Knockaville Church and the hotel. And so we have, she has been seen, and we right. do believe this is Bella. So we just, yeah, we have just want okay. to get her back. Well, let, let's put it out there then, Reid. Yeah. If anybody has seen Bella, you might like to uh, uh, let us know. What I'll do is that I'll give your number two to our Emma back at base. Yes, and if you, if you want to call us, 1800 938 007. That's our own uh, phone number for the show. Uh, if you've seen Bella, and we'll put you in touch with uh, Breed and the family yeah. then. But she looks gorgeous, and I yeah, hope, I hope everything turns out well, yeah. uh, Breed. And thanks. 
Thank yeah. you so much oh, for you're giving very, me this airtime. You're very yeah, welcome great. indeed. Thanks, thanks for you. Thank you. Good morning to you. That's Bella, last seen in the Dundrum area around uh, Dundrum House there. And if you've seen her, you might like to let us know where that is concerned. Now, a night with the Country Stars concert. It's happening on the 18th of November at lovely uh, Brewbaroo in Cashel. And uh, Brian Buckley of these parts is the promoter of this. It uh, features Mick Flavin, Patrick Feeney, Sean Cuddy, Paddy O'Brien and Owen Mack as well and uh, tickets are on sale right now and if you want to book it's 062 or online that's brewbrew.ie also available from Heffern and Shop here in Dundrum Tuba it's going to be a great night of country music and uh, we have some tickets to give away and if you want to win uh, a pair of tickets all you have to do is text us right now just text country stars to 083-311-3311 and we'll give those tickets away in just a, a little while so text Country Stars 083-311-3311 Now you only have to look around local businesses here to see the dominant surname in Dundrum has to be O'Dwyer but what about the history of the great O'Dwyer name and its links of course to the area well I'm delighted to say that Dennis O'Dwyer is a local historian and he joins me now good morning to you Dennis welcome and uh, good to see you today I'll just take you a little closer to that microphone Thank for me you. there's no doubt the O'Dwyer name is everywhere Dennis it's everywhere through. And of course, uh, you, you could do another program on all the nicknames of the various other wires. Yeah. But he, uh, I, I was uh, I was telling you about the other wires, how they lost in uh, after 1641. Yeah. And, tell me a little of the history. Dallas. Yeah. Well, when when Cromwell came, um, Cromwell himself did not come to Dundrum, mm. even though there's a road around Dundrum called Cromwell's Road. Is there? And so they tell me anyway. Right, okay. But um, he didn't come, but he sent a lieutenant called Sankey. And the other wires put up a good fight in Dundrum, but they weren't able for Sankey. But they had the pleasure of wounding him in the hand, at least. They right. got that much. Yeah. But the interesting thing about the Sankeys, the Sankeys later got land outside uh, Cashel. Uh, Cromwellians, of mm, course. Yes. And but one of the Sankeys in the eighteen hundreds was a great promoter of Irish, and wrote a pamphlet advocating the. Wow. And I know whether it's the same fellow went to England and was very prominent in the Chartist movement in England. Now the Chartist movement in England was very much helping poor people. Put yes. it very simply, you know. And he was very prominent in the Chartist movement. It was strange when you can see his background or his ancestry. Yes, that he, he moved in that uh, way. Moved in that way. Um, yeah, but then, the, then the, of course, the other wires lost, uh, lost their lands and it was taken over by the Mauds. But that's when you, you've learned in school, I'm sure, Sean O'Dear Glenn. Indeed, yeah. And Hermione Gom, Hermione Green and Tower of Tanev and so on. And that's all about this area. Yes. Uh, and st uh, strangely enough, uh, there's there's lines in it referring to Ross Moore, for example. There's a line in it, for example, O Cluin Gostuik Nagolam, from Cluin to Stuk. Now, Cluin, the cross of Cluin is yes, over the road, course, yeah. and Stuk is in Ross Moore, yeah. the famous pub in Ross Moore. I know it well. Yes. Yeah. And a lovely name, Stuik Nagolam, anyway. It's beautiful. Which means yeah. the, 
Of the doves. Stoke of the doves. Of the doves. Oh, yeah. The, the, the old wars were pragmatic, though, weren't they? They were. They yeah. played, played the game. They, yeah. they got on well. Uh, until they were forced into rebellion and when they were in rebellion they lost all their lands and of course they had to go here, there and elsewhere so you have that line in it Anishtan Kweel Dagara Trilamid Harkala Sayani Gaira Glana Tartu Gun Game You've lost the game Tartu Gun game. game My God But yeah. there's a lovely section in that poem about the woman over in Balak you have uh, this great excitement in the start of them. There's a hunt, and the, they're all out with their horses and the huntsmen, and their shouts, and there's uh, deer and everything running in front of them. But then this little tiny picture comes in of a woman over in Balak, and she's counting her geese because the fox has been and killed some of the geese. It's Ben Godooks and Malak. Out of a quid game, a woman said in Belloc, counting her geese. A quid game. That incredible. Because I learned that song, but I learned it phonetically, and I wasn't quite sure about the translation. You yeah, know, yeah. so that 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 opens up a whole uh, different thing for me. And um, the other name around here, needless to say, would have to be the Ryans. Is there yeah. any connection between the Odawires and the Ryans? Well, they've always been neighbours. If you look at the census, you'll see Ryan's the wires, Ryan's the wires. Yes. And uh, you have... Uh, they were always very friendly. And sometimes rivals. But yes. uh, as I say, they were always mixed up together. Right, yeah. And it's very hard to get a family that hasn't a Ryan's somewhere in their ancestry. Yes. Or... Uh, or do I have more Rhines, I imagine so? Yeah. Well, Rhines are mostly from Anna, which is over in East Limerick. Whereas, uh, but they were all together. Of but course, then you have, yeah. uh, there's, there's a, there's a, a well-known painting of, uh, of a court scene where the judge says, bring in the Rhines and the Wires. <laughs> they were obviously the usual suspects. The the usual usual suspects. You had a lovely saying, I knew the first half of it, which is all Ryans are rogues, but you have an addition to that. Oh, then. the addition is all the Wires good throats. <laughs> we thought we had it all our way, you see. Yeah. Uh, we got all the throat at the Rhines. Tell me about the legal systems, because there was very much a crossover there, wasn't there? That's true. Yeah. You see, the... Uh, the traditional Irish system was based very much on the clan. Yes. It was very much a community thing. And one single person wasn't uh, wasn't uh, the boss, shall we say. Yeah. But the English system then, uh, primogeniture as they called it, where the eldest son got everything. Uh, in, in the Irish system, the clan decided and the eldest son didn't necessarily become uh -huh. the chief. He might, or he might. So that tradition that's still alive, well, I suppose, it came from England, did it? Right? Yeah, it came from The eldest son. Yeah, the eldest son always. Right. Yeah. Isn't that very interesting? Just before I let you go, I know that you have get-togethers for the Odewires as well, the don't you? clan, the, although it, it's, it's in abeyance, shall we say, for the last year or so, but they used to meet, and it was very interesting. Was it, yeah. And we'd meet in Dundrum, or we might meet in uh, Cashley. Yeah. And... We met in uh, one year then we featured a famous 
Archbishop of Limerick, Edward Thomas O'Dwyer, who had uh, yeah. who spoke out very strongly against uh, the English uh, in the, the War of Independence. All right. Okay. But the interesting thing is that he was the exact opposite uh, frame of mind before that. Was he indeed? But was anyway, he indeed? but uh, he. So the war is once again being pragmatic, but, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. <laughs> yes, yeah. Dennis, it was lovely to see you today, it's and thanks pleasure. very much indeed for coming in to me. Thank you it's indeed. That's uh, Dennis O'Dwyer, local historian. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie And you're very welcome back to Tip Today, coming to you live from Dundrum today as part of our Village Tour. We have those lovely prizes in-house, by the way, two 100 euro vouchers to give away, but you must make your way here today. Stick your name and your details on a receipt and pop it into our box and we will announce the winners uh, just before the end of the programme as well as that courtesy of my old friend well my very young friend in fact Brian Buckley who is presenting a night with the country stars in concert on the 18th of November we have uh, a pair of tickets to give away to our listeners where this is concerned so all you have to do is text country stars 083 311 if you want to book tickets for that it's uh, 062 611 it's happening in lovely Brew we want to say hello to Dolly and Ken who are getting married Married on Friday the 18th and hope you have a fantastic day and best wishes for the future. And that comes in for Bridget and all of the Quinlans in uh, Hollyford as well. All right then, let us return to our chat about the locality and uh, we go from Dennis O'Dwyer to Seamus O'Dwyer because Seamus is chairman of Dundrum Community Hall and he joins me now. Good morning to you, Seamus. Good morning, friend. Welcome to Dundrum. Thank you very much indeed. A handy one for me today, Seamus, I can tell you, just down the road. When I say Dundrum Community Hall, probably best known locally as the Scouts Hall, I suppose. Exactly, known locally as the Scouts Hall, friend, because uh, it was built uh, on behalf of the Scout Movement in Dundrum officially opened about 20 years ago. So the Scouts, uh, I suppose, they faded away in the last 10 years or so, so the building has remained, I suppose, underutilised would be be the word. So the community over the last 12 months have got together to see can we revitalise it. So we have representatives from all the local organisations, such as the GA, the Camogie, we have uh, the local rapparees with the cycling club, Tidy Towns, the Athletic Club, you were talking to John Moore about that yeah. earlier on, and the Parish Council, the representative on behalf of Father Jim, you were talking to him as well. So they make up our board. So our job is to uh, get it back up and running and to uh, mm. get, get it back to use it. Isn't a fantastic facility? I mean, it's right in the middle of the village. It's yes. located perfectly in the middle of the village, off the road. Um, it's a big building, I suppose it's about 4,000 square feet, it would have a seating capacity, I would think, for about 350 people huh. with a stage director. So um, one of our main uh, functions in the coming year will be, in, co- in cooperation with the local community council, uh, they're running a lip sync and they're going to use our hall, so uh, that'll, that'll huh. be a big boost. So entertainment will play a part? In entertainment the... will play a part, yeah. Uh, I hear you mentioned Brian Buckley there in your previous yes, piece. Yeah. So we're talking to Brian as well about maybe doing some sort of fundraiser. Oh, great. Maybe yeah. next spring when the, we get a few long nights and... We Absolutely, have, yeah. We can have a bit of entertainment, maybe. Of course, anything like this can't happen without funds, I suppose, Seamus. I mean, how, how are you going to, to fund things? Um, 
<laughs> well, at the moment we've no funds. We're in the process of opening a bank account. What we've do, what we've been doing for the last six months or so is arranging the governance of, of, of the yes. place in relation yeah. to the transfer of title from the scout movement to and that's ongoing and forming a company and and stuff like that. Yeah. So now we're moving into uh, we'll say it, uh, the running the running of it and you know I mean what I want to say is really it's going to be the hall will be available for the use and the benefit of the community not alone within this parish, but the surrounding areas, yes. because of the location and, and 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 the size of it, and so on. You know, we've had some functions already. Uh, just last weekend, we had the Camogie Club. They brought their younger kids, five to eight-year-olds, yeah. with thirty to thirty-five of them in the hall for a couple of hours last Sunday, and it was a lovely occasion for the kids. And the parents were delighted with the facility as well. Right? Yeah, I, I think you it's know. just 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 fantastic. Uh, before I move on, James, can I just ask you your You've been a businessman in uh, the village for a long, long time. You just yes. recently uh, uh, retired. I retired uh, last spring, uh, uh, friend. I had a betting office in Dundrum for 37 years, so uh-huh. it was time to take it easy. But yeah. I don't have any quiet days, to be honest with you. I, I'm, I can I'm, well imagine, I, yeah. I'm busy, yeah. you know. And uh, how did you see the area develop over those years, Seamus? Sorry? How did you see the area develop over those Dundrum years? Dundrum has been, you know, a fantastic village. You know, I mean, I was talking to somebody earlier on, and they were, they were, they were talking about uh, Jack Crow and he what he used to say about the village that was the best little village in the country. Yeah. And you know what? You, just, you couldn't really dispute that. I mean, when you see uh, around here this morning the, the industry that's here, or the wire steel just out outside here, and yeah. and the other businesses that are around, you know, uh, it makes it for a very active and busy village and a lively village. And yeah. there's all those little businesses opening. Uh, you know, so it's it's look, it's looking good for the future. I'm can delighted. I'm delighted. Can I say, friend, yes. um, in relation to we have the Ukrainians here. Yes. And uh, tomorrow I will meet on behalf of the community, the, the community hall. I will meet the Tipperary ETB about to discuss a venue for them in relation to providing English language classes for the Ukrainians. So that's the type of. Um, you know, events that that we're we're That's looking awesome. to host. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, just manual handling and stuff, safe pass as well. That we could, right, isn't that it great? Put. And you know what? I'm delighted you mentioned Jack Crow because we should remember Jack. Ah, uh, yeah, so well, Jack was we? yeah. a fantastic character. Yeah. Uh, great friend of mine. Oh, he was. So of, co- of, of course, he was. Yeah. After saw you with him in the video, yeah. having a. Absolutely. A quiet a, drink. A quiet drink is what they call it. Yeah. James, thanks very much, and we wish you the best, and we'll we'll follow your progress there in the in the community hall as well. I'm delighted to say now that Kieran Slattery is with us, and Kieran is the chairman of Nakavilla Community Council. Kieran, good morning to you. Good morning, friend. And, and good you're to very see welcome you. on behalf of Nakavilla Community Council. We're delighted uh, you accepted our invitation to broadcast here from the village. Well, we're delighted to be here, and thank mm-hmm. you for all your help with setting up this for us today as well. And we were delighted you made contact with us too. To to come here as well. It's a special area, isn't it? Without going totally over the top. I mean, it is a very special yeah, area. Yeah, look, I know everybody living in their own areas think theirs is the best, but I, I think a lot of people would find it hard to match the community spirit. And as Seamus mentioned earlier, the business 
vitality that's here in the area as well, yeah. you know. But the community spirit, I think, even listening to some of your Vox Pops there earlier on in the time, you know, there is a fantastic community spirit and people rally around when you need them and you know yes. they're there. And that's the benefit of a rural. We, we couldn't community. get a negative from anybody in our Vox Pop. Well, we'd have all threatened with a big stick beforehand, <laughs> friends, so we made sure. Yeah. But I mean, it was great to hear that. Yeah, it is. You know, and look, it's great for us. Like, so says we're all kind of involved in groups down for years or whatever, like Seamus and everybody else that you spoke to. And, you know, there. All these groups are still, they're there for the last 20 or 30 years. So that's testament yes. to say that, you know, there is a community spirit and there's a need for these kind of groups in the parish. You know, yeah. is as there you go through is the there show. Any, you can tell me the truth now because, I mean, you know, there's, there's very few people there. listening. <laughs> right, okay. um, is there any aggro between the groups? I mean, are you, because you're pulling from the same pot, is there any? any? Um, there's not really no. because, you know, I suppose like everything, uh, when you're in a parish group like this, a lot of the same people are involved in the same groups. You know, they, they cross over in some of the groups. Like yes. you look at, we'll say, uh, Seamus just spoke about the community hall in Dundrum, like, that's going to be a huge benefit to the whole parish. Like, yes. We now have three community halls in the parish. You have one in Ocavella, you have a fine venue now here in Dundrum, and then you have another community hall that's been redeveloped by the community council over there in Dunnaski. So we can cater for anything in all ages, all sizes, um, events and everything. And that's what you want. And that's what brings people back into the area then as well. You Absolutely, know. Yeah. yeah. Active retirement, of course, is uh, something that's uh, involved in the community. Yeah, too. it yeah. is. Uh, we kind of kick-started there just before COVID kicked in, Fran, and um, we just felt there was a need to have something there for the, the elderly in the parish. Not They don't like being called elderly because they're as active as anybody. Mm. And then COVID kicked in, so it kind of thwarted our plans a little bit. So this year we kind of got back, first of all, for our... We had two... Um, Day tours organised. One went to Bunratty and Tainis, and the second day tour went to um, Killaloo, and we did a river cruise up there, and it was absolutely magic. They absolutely loved it, and everybody that took part on it. So our next event now is a Christmas. Um, we're organising a Christmas dinner in the hall in Ocavella, and that's on the second weekend of December. And again, we openly invite anybody to come along, and our contact details are on our Facebook page and local notes. And again, that just brings the community together, and it's something for, for that generation to enjoy. Of course, and, and which, then over time which out, is fantastic. Know. We don't yeah. want to sort of get all bogged down in negative stuff, but w water supply certainly is an issue in the area. It is a it? huge problem, yeah. and has been a, an ongoing problem for the last three or four or five years especially. Um, and we've made various rep representations to the council and to Irish Water. And the biggest problem is that it's, it's the infrastructure is just is a mess, you know what I mean? And the breaks are happening. Seamus will, will test, testify to this as well. The breaks continually happen. There's never two weeks that we don't have a break of supply of water here in the area. And it's happening in the same areas. It's the same problems that are coming up the whole time. And I don't know. I, mm. I know great economists, but I can't understand. You know, it all seems to be a band-aid rather than yes, a proper course, structure. Yeah. And the biggest problem I suppose we have as well is that it's the communication from Irish Water is oh. non-existent. It is I know. And we're not the only. Every parish we, in the, we in hear the about this all the time from yeah. around the, the and county. It, here, it's yeah. just communication is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Like if they at least thought to say, look, there's a break, so so so, and the water will be back soon. Yes. You know, at yeah. least we could because we have a big social media um, site here in the parish, and we can contact. You could let people know. Hundred percent. But yeah. they just don't see the benefit of that you know and it's it's just i don't know and it's worrying now to think that i think in january that whatever local help we have in the relation to the county council that's going to be taken completely into the hands of irish water now as well so that makes it just it's, it's just incredible you, you, your yeah. footpaths in knockaville as well to the church there yeah there is yeah there is need there and there's a couple of residents down that they've been pushing this for a long time you yes. know what i mean and we're hoping knockaville has gone into the the over village renewal scheme we're hoping it'll be passed but yeah there is a serious need for that to be improved big time because you have kids using it for knockaville school so Right. Yeah, that's just we something. That's great. Uh, sorry, sorry, you were saying, Seamus? We got a new footpath in Dundrum and outside of the street for the last, last week. Right. So, Which is a good thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. they've had a fantastic job. 
yeah. And uh, we're very pleased with it. So we hope the other side of the street will get their turn next year. Well, you never know. <laughs> funding, funding. Uh, fingers crossed and all, fingers of, crossed all of that. Kieran yeah. and Seamus, great to see you today. And thanks very much indeed. And for all your help, Kieran, we That's really fun. appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Thank you very, Thank you very much. much. Indeed. We're live from Dundrum. We'll take a break and we're back with more in just a moment. If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call TIP today on 1-800-938-007. TIP FM's TIP Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Welcome back to Tip Today, coming to you from Butler Centre in Dundrum as part of our village tour of uh, the county. Now, our line's still open where that competition is concerned. If you want to win uh, those tickets to a night of country music at uh, Brewbaroo in Cashel on the 18th, uh, Friday the 18th and uh, who's there? Let me see. Mick Flavin, Patrick Feeney, Sean Cuddy, Paddy O'Brien and Owen Mack there as well. 083 Now a huge part of any area has to be its schools and its education and I'm delighted to, to showcase some of that this morning. First of all Helen Healy is with me and Helen is a teacher at Nockavilla School. Uh, good morning to you Helen. Good morning Fran, how are and you? It's good to see you today. It's only right that you're kind of in uh, Nockavilla because you went to school there, didn't you? I did. Uh, yeah. It's a few years ago now. Yeah. Um, I went to school there. It's, it's brilliant to have a school like that as part of the parish. My memories of Knockerville School are absolutely great fun, great friends. Uh, times yeah. were different, I suppose, back then. Yeah. Uh, not saying no, not giving my age away, but... Uh, not a bit of it. It's not. not bit, I tell the yeah. kids that I'm 21. And they're, they're, they're not convinced, <laughs> but they're going with it at the minute. I'm sure they are. And, of course, my old friend and, indeed, a teacher of mine, Danny Morrissey, was down there. Spent yes, he was years, my principal. He? Was he, Master, indeed, yeah. Yeah. Wicked cross, I suppose, was he? No, no, he was very good with the girls. I don't know that the boys have the same memories, but ah, definitely he was, he was a great teacher. Um, yeah. One thing about Danny was uh, he really promoted... Uh, Gwail again in the school. He continued on the principal before him, Michal McCorrick. Yes. Uh, very into his Gwailga and uh, in, instilled in all the kids that went to Nakabella right. a love of Irish. Which and is fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, Danny when, continued that. When you and think about we it. We still yeah. continue today. It's, it's a major part of it. You teach third and fourth class, I think? Third Ellen and fourth is, class. Yeah. They're yeah. listening to us now, I'd say, as we speak. Are they indeed? They are. We have right. it on in the school, so right. a big shout out to all my, my little kids there. Very good. Third and and what have you to say about them? I mean, what, what, what are the kids like nowadays? Uh, like, what, what is it like to be teaching third and fourth third class? Third and fourth are a lovely class. Are uh, they? Not just the ones I have this year. I've had other classes of them before. It's a lovely age. Yes. They're, they're, I suppose you could say they're very respectful, and they are. Yeah. But uh, they listen to what you say, and they're interested. They're asking yeah. you questions. They could ask you anything. Is that Absolutely lovely? anything. Oh, you have to be ready for anything. They could ask you anything, and you have to have an answer. Yeah. You can't Google it. You have to have an answer. Um, but they, they want the truth, and they want to know everything, and they want an answer, and they want to know. Right. I think children now, are they're used to... Um, Instant answers. Yes, you know, we'd have to go yeah. and look it up. Yes, they yes. Just they want it now. They in the corner and they will get the answer. Yes. The actual answer. And they're expecting you to be Alexa. Yeah. And sometimes I think they're actually testing me to see do I actually know. <laughs> they already know the answer and they're just asking. I don't know. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's not that long ago that you were in Nakabilla yourself as a student, but I mean, are, are, are they very different now? They are. I suppose we could think about when I was in school, we were more innocent, I would say, because yeah. we, maybe we didn't know as much, but. Uh, we were all in there together. We all went out. There wasn't as much... There was more freedom when I was a child, right. I would feel, anyway. Yeah. But things haven't changed. Kids are kids. Um, yeah. 
they're great fun to teach. The best thing about being a teacher, in my opinion, is you go down to school, they could ask you anything, they could say anything, yes. and they tell you everything. So any parents who think that uh, their lives are <laughs> safe at home, secrets. they're not. It just doesn't Yeah, they say everything, and, which is great. I love it. I great. absolutely love teaching. Your, your classes are pretty full, though, aren't you? I mean, they're, they're pretty full at the minute, yeah. yeah, yeah we have busy, busy school. Uh, yeah. The school is full. There's 144 kids in Nakavella wow. at the moment. Yeah, so it's, it's a pretty full school. Um, we have five mainstream teachers, and but as a school, I think the sign that in my class, I'd say more than half the class, their parents went to school there. Right. So it's great to see the next generation. It's lovely back. to see that continuing on. Delighted delight to have uh, Anya White with us as well from Donaski School. And uh, Anya, I'll just turn that around to you a little bit as well. It's great to have you here as well. What about Donaski uh, School? Um, you, you attended Nakavella, in fact, didn't you? I attended Nakavella, right. yeah, and I've got great memories myself from there as well. I loved it there. And Danny yeah. Marcy was my principal as well. Very good. And, um, yeah. He's actually someone that I'd often even be able to call on if I ever wanted to. Would yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'd often meet him at different uh, meetings and things, and yeah. he's always got a friendly smile. But you didn't uh, move too far on you, up to Dunnaski? No, I'm only up in Dunnaski, yeah, and... Um yeah, Dunnaski, we would have made our confirmation with the kids from Dunnaski, so we'd always have been looking across the, the, the church at them, and uh, it's actually where I met my husband on my confirmation Go day. On. Yeah, the, <laughs> that was, yeah. So uh, now I'm over in Dunnaski. Now we're the little sister of Nakavella, so we're uh, 68 pupils. Yes. But um, very happy school and uh, great atmosphere there, very friendly. The children are absolutely fantastic, and mm. we all get along absolutely brilliantly. Isn't, isn't that great to see? It's yeah. the epitome, I suppose, of a country school. I mean, that in the best possible sense is that, that sense of community and that sense of camaraderie as well. Oh, there really is. And it's yeah. not just the kids and the teachers. I mean, the parents are all involved in everything. I mean, next month we've got one of the parents coming in to help us with a craft fair to, to make little bits and pieces. So if they've got a, a talent or something that they're really good at, they'll come in and they'll help us out. And it's just fantastic. We've got a parents council who are wonderful. And we had Father Egan in the other day yeah. chatting to us about um, we're doing readings in the Mass for the month of November. And he just came in to talk to the kids and say, you know, don't be worried about going up there. And, you know, it's no, there's no fear of the priest coming into the classroom anymore. That he lovely, comes in it, yeah. and it's just a chat and they've no fear of, um, he's going to ask me a question and I'm not going to know the answer. Do you know that yeah, sort of way? Yeah. The teacher's not afraid of the priest coming in and he'll come and he'll have a cup of tea with us. He's yeah, a big part of the school community as well. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to be a teacher now though, Anya, it's a, it's a very different gig than it was when you were going to school. And that's not all that long ago, but isn't it? It's it's quite different. I mean, there, there is more of a sort of relationship with, with the students now, isn't there? Yeah, relationship yeah. is. Like, it's all about the relationship with you having yeah. them because, I mean, no child wants to sit and listen to someone that they don't like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're not going to so. learn from someone like that. So I think it's all about getting along with them. And we're very lucky we've got really easy kids to get along with. <laughs> right, very good. Well, we're going to hear from them now. Do you want to yeah. introduce who we're going to listen to? So these are my sixth class girls. So we've got Belle, Amy, Megan, Kate and Cloda. And... Uh, yeah, they were just dying to come on the radio this morning or to get out of the classroom, one or the other. <laughs> well, I, I wonder which, I wonder which. And Ali yeah. is with them now. Ali, you're going to speak to the young ladies. I am, yeah. I might just, um, I'll get you all to say your name. I'll go along in a line. What's your own name? I'm Ben. I'm Amy. I'm Megan. I'm Clodagh. And I'm Kate. And you're all, you're the sixth class then in Dunnesky. Are you all? Yeah. All girls? Yeah. Yes, queens. <laughs> well done. Can I ask, what's your favourite subject in school? P P would be our favourite subject in school. Are you speaking for the group? Yeah. <laughs> you all love P. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. And you're here today then because you're going to sing us a song. What song are you going to sing? Beginach Marach. Okay, perfect. So I'll count you down, so whenever you're ready, all right? Three, two, one. 
And I think because of that, and the last time we were in Ballyferine and they performed first, uh, we said that they should go the night without homework. So I think we might do the same today. Miss White might leave you off homework tonight, will you? <laughs> well done. Thanks, Very guys. good. Well, well done, girls, indeed. Helen, you uh, wanted to mention, uh, before we go, you wanted to mention your fifth years, was it? Yeah, the, the school is celebrating 50 years this year. So we were established in 1972, and we're looking for the parents or anybody who's any connection to the school to send us photographs. So uh, the more photographs we get, the more chance of us doing a booklet or something like that. And we were hoping to have something on in the summertime to celebrate it. Excellent. So right. it's a big year for the school. 50 right. years is a long time. Not that I said to a neighbour of mine, we're celebrating 50 years. <laughs> and she said, the new school in Nakavella. I don't believe it. 50 years it's old. It's incredible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So Where have those years gone? Helen, thanks. Thank Anya, you. lovely to see you both. And uh, thank you indeed for coming in to us uh, today. We're here live from Butler Centre in Dundrum. And we're speaking about uh, the villages of Dunsky, Nakavilla and Dundrum and it's great to be here because it's on my doorstep today and it's been very very handy indeed now I'm delighted to be joined by local lady Alisa O'Keefe who is a personal trainer and runs fitness classes in Nakavilla Hall and uh, good morning to you Lisa. Good morning Fran how are you? I'm very well indeed and thank you so are you responsible for the people very early in the morning driving away from that the hall in Nakavilla? That is you <laughs> That is me and my early morning bunch. So we're down in the hall in Lacabella Monday to Friday at 6.10. Wow. Um, I have a very, very loyal client base. They're coming to me for years down there. So, um, yeah, that's us. Um, it's a great, it's such an early start and still an there's enthusiasm start. for it, yeah. I think my client base, it just works. Yes. That time works for us. Um, I have lots of very busy mums and dads. Um, they need to be home before kids get up. They have school runs, drops, work, just life. It doesn't work to get it done later in the day. It doesn't work in the evenings because I think kids are priority then at yeah. that stage of the day. So it just works for all of us. You know, Isn't it's fantastic. my busiest time of the day. And who are the people? coming to you. Is it largely women coming to you? No, such no? a mix. Right. I have such a mix of every age group. My youngest client is 17. My oldest client is 79. I have men. I have women. I have people coming for weight loss. I have people coming for sports performance. I have people just coming for general health and well-being for their own mental health and to keep on top of their stress levels. Everything, everything goes. Every make and shape person possible. Isn't it great? Is a difference since COVID in that have people more of an awareness about, you know, their own health and how important that is? I think so, yeah, but 
It was well before COVID. Was it? And yeah. my gang, like, they were absolutely brilliant through COVID. We all just jumped online and started doing the live classes anyway. Yeah. And we kept that routine and that structure, getting up every morning, keeping the purpose of it, starting our day like that. And then when we came back, we all kind of just made the transition again. My classes were all outdoor initially down in the hall in Lachvella. We just used the car park outside, which was perfect. And then again, made the transition back indoors. Yeah, there was a lot of new people then coming on board. They're all Always is, yes. but um, I don't think it made a difference. Um, uh, much hugely, of a difference yeah. than that, yeah. I, I'm a couch potato, Lisa. I tell okay. everybody that. Do, is there a? I mean, do people go to you for a period of time and then it kind of clicks with them? Oh yeah, I'm enjoying this now. I it's think good. so. Is like, that I happens? think, to be honest, um, the number one reason everybody will message me or pick up the phone is weight loss. Okay. It's always I have a few pounds to lose. But then, as the months go on, as the weeks go on, as the years go on, that is not the reason, like at all, that they keep coming. It's just how they feel. It kickstarts their day, they feel absolutely great. The rest of the day is easy. Whatever is going on in their lives is just that bit more doable, I suppose, after after right. training. And, and hence the early morning start. By doing it early in the morning, you're energised for the day, For the are day, you? absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. And as a personal trainer, I mean, everybody's different. Like, yeah. how, do you, how do you judge what they need? Um, is it age? Is it what, what I is don't it? know. I suppose I'm on the wrong side of 35. I have worked with the public in some capacity my whole adult life. Yeah. Um, I love working with people. I love people in general, personalities, getting to know people. Um, and I know I just have a graph for people. Yes. So when they come to me, I, I kind of... I can kind of figure them out fast enough yeah, yeah. and then go in the direction that they need to go in. You know? how, how did you end up getting into this business yourself? I mean, were um, you always I a fitness fanatic? No, no, not at all. I'd done an awful lot of travelling in my younger years and then I moved home around 2007. Um, moved to Cork and just started my train and then at that point I right. got into it and then I'm self-employed six years. Right. So but it's, it's working great for yeah, you. Yeah, it's working great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Is Christmas the big one for a lot of people that, you know, we want to sort of lose that few pounds before Christmas so that we can indulge ourselves over the... <laughs> is, is that always the thing? Yeah, no. But again, I suppose I am. I have the most loyal supportive client base that are with me all year round. Yes. They really, really are. And I know everyone will always say to me, oh, you must be so busy in January. It, the gyms and personal trainers wouldn't be that busy in January as it would go because, yes, while it would be the New Year's resolution, it would take people the Monday to start. Then money wouldn't be so plentiful after yes. Christmas. And it's not actually the month that people think it is. Um, and then before Christmas, I suppose, there's that many parties and occasions yeah, that people don't want to start because they think, why start now when I have something on Friday or I have something Saturday or a party right. and like I will be completely against that anyway start to make it easier for January that when January comes around you're nearly in the habit of it and yes. we can get going then That's easier. interesting and Nockavilla obviously isn't set up as a gym so what, what sort of exercises Well do it's do? actually brilliant I, I literally have taken over the hall yes. <laughs> yeah. with all my stuff um, so I have loads of equipment um, over the years I have a big box there on wheels right. so it's kind of well it's not easy 
um, but we can move it yeah. when all the other stuff is going on in the hall because there's so much happening in the hall. Of like course, it's an absolutely yeah. brilliant facility, you great. know. So you do everything from what weights, but everything weights, yeah. cardio. I suppose because it's the five days, so we might break down body parts. Yes. So say on a Monday, they might just train their legs. Mm. Not every Monday now if they're listening, so because <laughs> I could put them off. Yeah. And then they'll do their cardio, and then she were famous for burpees and all of that. There's loads going on. Then every month we try and do something fun. We've done loads this year since we came back from COVID. It's brilliant. We've jumped on a bus. We've done Karen Tool. We've done Crow Patrick. We've done um, Helen Back, the Modrons. Like, there's always loads going on, something to suit everybody. Oh, that's you know? very good. People listening to us, if they want to get involved with you, can, can they do so, Lisa? Yeah, of course they can. So I'm on all the social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Und, and under what? Personal training with Lisa O'Keefe. Okay. Yeah, mm. so, and then the famous one is Fat Blast, and that's the six-week course Monday to Friday, so they're getting the 30 classes, and that's in Knockville, it's in Cashel as well. Very good yeah. indeed. And it's never too late to start, I suppose. Never, easy. never. Like that, my oldest client at the minute is 79, and she's absolutely, she runs rings around me. Isn't that great to yeah, see? Yeah, it's brilliant. Lisa, lovely to see you here today. Thank you so and, much. Uh, thank you very much indeed for dropping by as well. We're live from Dundrum, Tonnook, August and Olsic Chuck. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Welcome back to the final hour of Tip Today. We're live from uh, Butler Centre in Dundrum today as part of our countywide uh, village tour. Now, at the heart of every great community is a lively and a talented drama group, and this area plays host to the great Multine Players Drama Group. And joining me now from that group is the PRO, and that's Zoe Curling. Good morning to you, Zoe. Morning, Fran. Thank you so much for um, for having me on the show. You're welcome indeed, and lovely to chat to you today. Tell me about the Multine uh, Players Drama Group. Uh, how, how long is that up and running? So, the Multine Players, it's a relatively new um, drama group. Uh, we uh, formed the group in 20, early 2019, and... Um, we're on our third sort of big production this year. Um, obviously, COVID got in the way in the middle, yeah, so sure. like everything else. Um, but this is our, we're doing our third um, production this uh, coming December. Tell me about that production because it's a rather special one. It's a comedy, isn't it? It's a comedy by Jimmy Geary and the name of it is The Two Loves of Gabriel Foley. Right. And it is, um, it's yeah, it's a three-act comedy. Um, it is based around um, the main character is Gabriel Foley, mm -hmm. played by Kieran Slattery, who was just on there. Man, he'll, be, he'll be crossing me for saying his name, <laughs> name dropping, but um, yeah. Kieran plays um, a bachelor farmer who is sort of unlucky in love, uh -huh. and um, he lives with his elderly mother, and she's basically frustrated at this and uh, trying to get <laughs> to get rid of him and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a story. Um, he he meets a sort of upmarket lady, Hazel Myers, who um who who takes his eye. Um, he then sort of comes across this other lady, um, Chrissy McCabe, who um played by Louise Heffernan, and um. 
they they start sort of courting and, then, and the right. fun starts. The trouble, the, the trouble, trouble starts at that point. Well, you, you rehearse in uh, Knockavilla Hall, don't yeah, you? Yeah, rehearse twice a week in Knockavilla Hall. So Mondays and Wednesdays at eight o'clock, and um, usually run through the the entire play um, on, on the nights um, right. that we're there. Very so good. Who, who's producing? Um, so we're sort of co we have co-producers this year. So Jim Keane was on board for the first couple of weeks, and um, Lisa McGrath has actually oh, taken great. over in, in yeah. recent um, weeks, and she's going to get get this over the line for us. <laughs> Very good indeed, because you are appearing on stage between the 1st and the 4th of December, isn't that that's right? That's yeah. right. Um, so the 1st, uh, actually, that's this day, three weeks. Is so it's, yeah, yeah, wow. Thursday, um, the 1st, and we're running for four nights. Um, so, yeah, and yeah. The, the tickets will be on sale, actually, um, this this weekend. And we have every show we've ever done, we have sold out in advance of the, the night. Right. So I would strongly recommend that anyone who wants to see this show gets the tickets. And where can we get the tickets, Zoe? You can get the tickets from here in uh, Butler Centra, yes. um, in Dundrum, Heffernan's. And then actually, if you, you can call this number, if okay. you bear with me, yeah. it is 087 246 5340. Um, that's Margaret O'Carroll. She also takes care okay, of just um, give, Just give out the, that number one more time for us, Zoe. Um, if you just bear with me, it mm. is 087-246-5340. Yes. Okay, and I'm sure it will be a sellout uh, once again. There's two very strange characters over there. I'm wondering if, if they have anything to do with uh, oh, with uh, um, you. But uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. You're going Excuse to disown me. them, are what, you? What is, what is going on? Oh, my oh God. Lord. I'm very sorry about this, oh. Fran. I'm so sorry. in the morning the whole time. This is a live radio show. I'm this in is the middle of something like, here. Oh, what's going on? Do you know what it is? It's that, it's that lovely young lad of the radio. The young lad. Friend Corey. <laughs> Corey. Oh, mention Corey. Willie Heaney was telling me that Kieran Slattery got a fierce bout of the runs after eating a curry last night on his way home from the GA. So would you do it? Would you stop moaning and complaining or more like, friend? Who are you? Who? Well, let me introduce you. My name is Aggie Foley. Aggie Foley. That's right. And this is my less pleasant sister, Lucy Lee. Lucy. Introduce yourself to the man. Couldn't be that forward with them. <laughs> you might only take advantage of Hello, hello, I'd Lucy. Say you've little to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Lucy. Hello, friend. How are you? Well, she could faint now, friend. She's a very delicate disposition. Are you? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, why? Why are you here today, Aggie? Why? Well, we, we we heard. We're listening to the, the wireless this right, morning. Yeah. In fact, I tell you where I heard it. Um, I heard it on. D I have a lovely neighbour teaching me how to use a computer and the interweb. <laughs> The Which interweb. The interweb, isn't right. that what it's called? Yeah, she yeah. thinks there's feet everywhere. And she told me how to get TPFM on the interweb. Right. And I do see your your page there on Twitface as well. Look at this. Oh, we're all over Twitface. There you are. Yes, yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, God, there, there's the man himself. There's the bachelor farmer now. I'm just wondering what our listeners are making of this chaos at the moment. Listen, you're after coming in here, taking our chair. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that. We might get some security over here. Yeah, I think so. I think you hear this, Lucy? You're after the engine, I'll send it again. Out, out, out they go. There's, there's Lucy and. 
There's Lucy and Eggie being removed from the premises. So you have your hands full. I'm telling you, Fran, I'm very sorry about that. And just to apologies to your listeners there. Right, okay. Fresh from rehearsals, I would imagine. (laughs) Eggie and Lucy there. And their real name, Zoe? Um, So Fiona Kennedy and Kate Marr. Right. God, they're a handful, aren't they? They are are a gas ticket anyway, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant all together. And, of course, they provide a lot of the comedy, I presume, in The Two Loves of uh, Gabriel Foley. They do indeed, Yeah. yeah. There'll be some great laughs with those two. I would imagine so. Just to remind people again, I'm still not well from that, by the way. Um, uh, from December 1st until December 4th, and that number is 0872465340 if you that want to book your tickets. But also available from Heffernan's, lovely Heffernan's uh, shop here in Dundrum, and indeed here with uh, DJ and all the staff as well. It's lovely to see you, Zoe. Thanks very much indeed for dropping in. Thank you so Thank much you. for having me. Thanks, Fran. All right, we'll take a little break, and we're back with more from Dundrum while I'm up my fevered brow after that intervention there. Back in just a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Welcome back to Dundrum. Welcome back to Butler Centra in Dundrum. This is part of our village tour. And we're covering three villages, in fact, in the one today. And that is Dundrum, Knockavilla, and, of course, Dunnaskey as well. Now, we spoke about all of the positives of the area, including having the post office locally, but also in Dundrum is a credit union and a gentleman who was involved right from the very start of the credit union in Dundrum is Dominic Morrissey, who's with me now. Dominic, good morning to you. Good to you, friend. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're very welcome indeed, and good to see you today, Dominic. Would you tell me, about the, is it 36 years at this point? Yeah, we opened on the 6th of June, 1986. Yeah. So it's 36 years last June, the 6th of June last year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it's a, is it a sub-office? It's a sub-office to Tipperary Credit Union. Yes. Tipperary Credit Union, there are five branches in Tipperary Credit Union. There's Dundrum, Bansha, Tipperary Town itself, Dune, and Plessy in Limerick City, in Castle oh. Tri. All right. Okay. Yeah. All, all linked to Tipperary. All linked into Tipperary, yes. How important was it for the village when it was put together, John? It was absolutely massive because... The, the community it's a community council project yes but prior to setting up this thing both the late michael breen and myself were the first two people to uh, initiate this at that time dundrum as you know was always a very very industrial village probably one of the best in the country yeah. Yeah. and there were so many industries here like all oh, the wire steel and sawmills and quilts and all those but there was no financial services center Except a mobile bank was called one day a week, and then they stopped. They ceased trading in Dundrum. So we saw the opening there and then. And we mooted the idea of a credit union at a community council meeting. Yes. And, of course, it was kicked back to the late Michael Breen and myself, go and do something about it, which we did. Was that very difficult to put together at the time? It wasn't at all, because... First of all, we decided, rather than going out on our own, that we would become a sub-office to some other credit union. Yes. So we approached Tipperary Credit Union, and they were absolutely more than helpful. There was three people in particular from Tipperary who were great community people, and they were also directors of Tipperary Credit Union. There was the late Johnny Gaynor, the late Davy Powell, and the late Jim McAvoy. 
and they were top class. When we inquired about opening a credit union here, they were first class with their help. And they came out here to Dundrum. We met them on quite a number of occasions to find out what was required. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to set up a financial services centre is not easy. Yeah, And it must be done right. Yeah, of course. But they were top class. And did you immediately have customers? I mean, uh, did people buy into it immediately? Straight off. Did they? They yeah. did. The very first night we opened, 24 people joined, and we brought in £499.50 <laughs> that night. <laughs> that was all takings for the first right. night. Yeah. And now when you compare that to today, where we have uh, 580 members with savings of over two and a half million and almost a million in loans. Wow. Wow, the growth in... I mean, it seems like a long time, but it's a short enough time when you see that kind of growth, isn't it? Well, I felt... It was so interesting, I suppose, I felt it a very short period yes, of time. Yeah. But at the same time, it's 36 years. Yeah, yeah, you it's know. incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the credit unions, Dominic, I mean, never more important than they are now when we see what's happening with the banks, I suppose. Absolutely. The credit unions are, are, are a very, very important source of finance. I mean, if you look today, KBC have pulled out of Ireland. Yeah. Also, Bank are now pushing people out the door to yeah. get rid of them. Yeah. That never happened in a credit union. And also with the credit unions, and I must say this, when you go today into any bank in the country, the first thing you'll meet is a machine. Yeah. Yeah. You go into a credit union, you'll meet people. Yes. And I was delighted to hear recently that is going to be retained. I mean, you have to have all the digital stuff as well, but that face-to-face -face thing will the always face -to -face be The face-to-face thing is the, is the great thing about the credit unions, and, and in particular, temporary credit union, that over the years the progression has been absolutely fantastic. Yes. I mean, you take, for example, today, we in temporary credit union, we can give people a current account with a debit card through the MasterCard system that can be worked in any machine in the world. Isn't that incredible? It is absolutely incredible. But people, I think, they're not fully aware yes. of that. This old credit union thing is still in their minds. The book. The book. The book. the book. Yes. The book. I mean, you talk about the book. When we opened in Dundrum, yeah. everybody had a passbook. Yes. Everything was manual. Yeah. Today, the internet and computerization and online right. has taken over. But still, there's somebody to talk to. Or the yeah. people, yeah. You, you go into any of our offices and you're not directed to a machine, you meet people. Which is so important indeed. Which is vital. If there are people out there listening to us, Dominic, that might say, well, I'm not part of the credit union, but I'd like to be, you, you still accept people, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the situation there is that people want to be aware that we give mortgages. We give personal loans. We give car loans. Yeah. There's, we give farming loans. We have a debit card. You can join online. You can do your business online. And people who may be getting pensions or social welfare, they can have those directed into a credit union, the same as they can get them into a bank right. or a post office. And as you say, maybe people aren't fully aware They're not. Of, of that, you know, which They're is not. So, so important. Now, you, you just open on a Friday, is it? We open on a Friday, yes. yes. Okay. And and those hours, Dominic, are what? Those hours, now, I have uh, those hours here, let's see, if I think it's half past nine hmm. to half past twelve, and then... At half past one to uh, five o'clock. Oh, right. well, just, just, just plenty of time for people to um, 
to, yeah, to five o'clock, that's it. Yeah. 9.30 to five to five o'clock, that's Very it. Very good indeed. Well, it's a great success story, Dominic. It is, it's absolutely incredible, yeah. you know. And, and you know, the amount of people who work on a voluntary basis, I'm on the board of directors, we're all volunteers. Yeah. We don't get paid for our services. But it's a community-based financial organisation that is there for the people and it, it, it gives us, we interpret a credit union, we provide as many services, almost as many services as any bank. All right. Well, it was lovely to see you today, and it was great. I'm delighted we can acknowledge the work of the credit union today, Dominic. Thanks very much indeed for, okay, for coming by. Thank, thank you, you very good, much. Good morning to you. Thanks, That's, uh, thank you. Dominic Morrissey there, involved with uh, the credit union in Dundrum for so many uh, years, 36 years, in fact, and it's great to chat about the development of that as well. We are live from Dundrum today, and I'm delighted to say hello to, uh, to Muriel Cuddy, who is CEO of Marie so, uh, eighty twenty, of course, and uh, always joins us on the Thursday. And today we're delighted to have her in a very busy shop. Hello, Muriel. Morning, Fran. How are you? I'm very well indeed. And yourself? Great, great, yes, great. Okay. I haven't been up here in years. Have Jesus, you not? Daddy, my father was used to be involved in forestry. Ah, so you were talking right. about the forestry we earlier indeed, on. Yeah. So he used to deliver timber, lorries, and stuff to Hollyford sawmills. Right. So I must say, shout out to Dermot O'Grady and Sean and the guys up there because yeah, I haven't seen him in years. But oh, that's um, great. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, bringing you back down memory lane. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, well. which is nice, right. yeah. We're going to chat in a moment, but I must read this out. We want to say best of luck to the under-11 uh, casual rugby team who are playing at halftime in Cork during the Munster uh, South Africa game. And uh, well done to Michael and uh, to John Ed, who are looking after that team. And we wish them the very, very best of luck indeed. And hello to Seamus, who dropped by, and to my lovely aunt, Rosari, as well. The winners of our tickets to the night with the Country Stars in Concert, which is happening on the 18th of November at Brewbaroo, in Cashel. The winners, Nuala Ryan from Upper Church and John Dunn from Clonakenny. And uh, those uh, names will be on the door on the night. So all you have to do is uh, present yourself there on the night and those tickets will be waiting for you. And that is the 18th of November. And uh, you're in the company of Mick Flavin, Patrick Feeney, Sean Cuddy, Paddy O'Brien and Owen Mack. And uh, that's kicking off at about 8 o'clock in Brewbaroo in Cashel. Now, as I say, Muriel is with... You're going to talk about the bowels today, are you, Muriel? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you yeah, know no, how I'm, I love this kind of I know, and you know, I'm kind of sitting back a little bit, but do you remember last week we started a challenge? So do you remember yes. we started the, the, the 42-day yes, challenge? to give ever? the thumbs up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I won't ask you how you're getting on, but I'm getting loads of people behind the scenes are actually following it and chatting to me and chatting privately and chatting on Instagram and chatting on Facebook right. or whatever, so loads and loads of Would you of just people. remind us of it again? Yeah, so we started last Thursday and it literally just came organically through us having a chat and yeah. we said, like, let's get a thumbs up from people that would like to do six weeks Christmas, mm -hmm. which is, I think, the 15th of December was the six weeks. Yeah. So we have a week done. So anyone that wants to join us today, it's five oh. weeks to Christmas. Okay, but you can still do it. You still do it and it's literally just walk 20 minutes a day, make sure you're getting your seven hours sleep and it's three meals a day with alcohol one night mm -hmm. and that's it. And, like, people are actually falling in behind us. I'm putting up pictures, like, of what breakfast can look like yeah, but it looks delicious. Well, yeah. it's fine. Like last night, I yeah. had porridge for my dinner. Porridge like, for your dinner? Yeah, I was late in, and there was nothing. Like, yeah, I didn't fancy a dinner, and I was hungry. Right. You know, and like loads of people came back to me afterwards and said, "Wow, you can have porridge at night time." And I said, "Well, we don't think outside the box." Right. You know, and that's the education side, isn't it? But loads of people have come on board, Fran. I've had a lot of people in the clinic even this week, and one of the things that came up again and again, I always look for two things. So I have the stool chart, mm -hmm. and I also look at people's tongues and that in relation to like dairy issues or intolerance issues oh, or whatever. Okay. So the stool chart was something I said, "Right, let's revisit okay. your." 
poo. Let's revisit poo. And God knows we've been known to talk poo on this program quite a bit. Anyway, so you have, you have a stool chart in front of me here. Thanks yep. be to God I didn't have my breakfast yet. But, but do you want to talk us through this, Muriel? Yeah, so, you know, it's funny, isn't it? Like, you can hold 6 to 40 pounds of waste yes. in your body. Okay. Like, which is... A serious amount of waste. A lot of waste, right? yeah. So we need to know what our poo should look like. Okay. So on a scale of one to one to seven, I've got seven different like poos. Poos okay. here in front of me, right? Yes. So which one would you think you should be, Fran, if you were looking at the chart? I would say should you be uh, two? No, we should be around a three or a four. A three or a four. Okay. okay. Yeah. So right. it should be like a sausage with cracks to the surface. Right. Okay. That's literally. So if it's like little hard lumps like nuts, okay. um, say like the rabbits or whatever it is, well, that's constipation. And you know if it's watery, well, then that's diarrhea. We shouldn't be constipated and we shouldn't have um, poo that's like diarrhea. Right. So it should be the middle one. Sausage, snake, smooth. Um, colour doesn't really matter, to be honest, in most Does instances. Because yeah. colour is really what you're eating. So if you eat a lot of purple foods or you eat green foods or you know if you that's have Chinese or you have whatever it is, you're going to, it's going to reflect in it. But definitely the consi consistency of it matters. And right. it should sink and not float. So okay. if it floats, there's a malabsorption issue there. Okay. So maybe you have too much fat in your diet or you're not absorbing the nutrients that you need or whatever. So if you have issues with it, I presume it's food that's causing oh, it's, it's, those it's, issues. It's it? normally food, but yeah. it could be something like a virus or bacteria or something like that as well. And you know, if you have chronic diarrhea, mm. that's your body's way of cleansing itself. So it's your body's way of actually getting rid of everything. It flushes it all out of your system that way right. um, and you get better a lot faster. So yeah, diarrhea is there for a reason. It's not... Yeah, okay. It's not a bad thing in but some But I presume instances. if it's constant, you, ha you have a Oh, problem. it's constant, then you need to, yeah. The, the, the bacteria right. or whatever is that's there or the virus that's there, you probably need an antibiotic or something to actually sort it. Right, okay. Yeah. And if constipation is is constant? Well, constipation, you see, is different. Then, like, is, is it because there's not enough fibre in your diet? Is it because you have an autoimmune illness like IBD or IBS or Crohn's or something like that, you know? So you need to get that checked. And we've had a lot of people coming through in the last week again. And I'll do a piece in this next week, Fran, we'll follow mm. up on it because we don't have enough time today to get into it but yeah. fibre is a massive part of your diet you've heard me talking a lot about say we need a lot of meat and protein and fish and things like that in our world yes. you can eat a lot of that but it can make you very constipated right you know okay. so like you need the other side as in the brown breads and the porridges and like you can fi fibre from your berries and your vegetables and skin on potatoes and things like that like but they're necessary you know right. that, that okay. keeps you regular I, I presume water is hugely important yeah and that's another one you know again this week I have found so many people. So we spoke about the Tanita and the body analyzer or whatever. I, I'm now literally putting every single person on the body analyzer just okay. to see where the hydration levels are before we would ever talk about anything else. Well, what are you seeing? Uh, sorry? What are you seeing in general? Well, hydration is one of the biggest ones, you know. And like people are saying to me, I'm drinking. But you know, the hydration levels are still on the floor. So are the electrolytes there? Are they actually getting the minerals from their food? You know, so is there a malabsorption issue there? And you know, in 70% of people, there actually is because our gut isn't where it needs to be. So like, even when you're talking about your poo here, that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up today because of the malabsorption issue. So hydration, guys, please drink at least. And people say to me when I start getting injured with them, they're not drinking two litres of water a day, Fran. You know, mm -hmm. that's literally, yeah. No, you're, I you're, never do. I, I struggle with it uh, all the time. I forget it most of the time, even no, you remind me about it every week yeah. almost. You Just know? to bring the bottle, literally, yeah. you know. But yeah. when you get used to not having it, like, are you thirsty now at the minute? Yes. Yeah. And you're two, two and a half hours into a yes. show. So, like, you're well dehydrated this yeah. time. So, yeah. lads, if he falls asleep in the next 10 minutes, you know it why that well, it all goes quiet on air. Could, could well happen, too, <laughs> I can guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah, but you, when, once you 
once the thirst appears at all, you're gone over the top of being too dehydrated at that stage. You know, your urine is yellow. You can't concentrate. You start feeling tired. The brain fog starts coming in. You have to pull yourself back to concentrate on whatever topic it is you're trying to you're trying to concentrate on. And like I'm finding with people, the minute they're dehydrated, one or two other health markers will go wrong. So the minute I do the other markers then, we'll see things like, could be blood sugars or might be blood pressure, whatever it is, but there will be something else out of kilter. It will never be just hydration on its own. It's incredible. But you could be drinking your two litres but not absorbing it, is that? Yeah, well, that if the minerals aren't there, like we're not getting the minerals from our food stuff anymore right. because of all the environmental toxins and things that are being sprayed on it. So say if we pulled a scallion or an onion or something from a field years ago, you ate it and the mineral content was already on it or a carrot or that's why we talk about the organic foods. Yes. Whereas now everything is sprayed and even when it's sprayed, we bring it home, we wash off the sprays, we wash everything off it, literally, if, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. The sprays that we're getting, so the sprays on our system, going into our system, so we're spraying flash and bleach and all the bits and pieces that we're putting on deodorants. So the environmental toxins are there and they're depleting every single thing we're doing, including our body and what's going into our body. So we're literally living on, what, cardboard and plastic? It's incredible. And how do you live on cardboard and plastic? And we wonder why we're not well. And you know what frightens me, Fran? I used to always find things like blood sugars and cholesterols were wrong. Now we're finding people's livers are wrong. So we're actually finding two out of five people have different health markers that are wrong in relation to their gamma GT or their bilirubin or whatever it is. And like, where's that coming from? So, like, is it stress-related or is it diet-related or, you know, is it lifestyle-related? I presume you think it's a mix of all oh, of the above. Oh, it's a mix of all. Is it's a mix of all. Yeah. But, yeah, we're, one of the things we're not getting, though, is we're not getting the right nutrition from our food. That's one of the massive sides for me, I think, you know. It's, and I'm trying to yeah. rehab people's guts back through pro probiotics and maybe they need digestive enzymes and maybe it's vitamin B12 they're missing or whatever. But it's because it's right. not in our food stuff, so we're but, not... But you can tell all of that by the various uh, tests, tests do. that you do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And you you know, it's funny, I had a guy in yesterday, it literally just took two visits. Um, he was nearly 60, slim, no weight to lose, nothing at all like that, but he was falling asleep at work, he had no energy at all, he was anxious, he said, I feel like I'm going to flip, he said, I've never flipped in my life at home, he said, my wife is quiet, my life is good, I've nothing to worry about, but he said, I'm just flipping. He said, somebody could beep the horn at me on the road, and I just jump, literally did I jump out of the car and run after him. Why? And he said, I can't understand what's wrong with me. And what, what, what well, was he, wrong? He had intolerance issues, so his system was shutting down, and he just wasn't able to cope. And he just felt like everything was going wrong. Two visits. When he came in yesterday, I said to him, well, how are you now? And he said, Muriel, you couldn't believe it. And he sat back, took off his jacket, and he just folded his arms, and he said, I feel fine. Isn't and he was just incredible? blown away. And he said, no tablets, no whatever. So this all plays with our head as well. It does, it does. Because if your system shuts down, it's like, you know, if you have a cardiovascular issue and you have a blockage, and you'll slowly feel it, or you might, might come on all, all of a shot, but it stops the blood going to your brain. But you'll feel all the different brain fogs, and you might have different symptoms like, you know, pains at your wrist and different things like that. It's exactly the same in the world of nutrition. The body slowly winds back and slowly winds down, probably slower, but over time, it eventually nearly comes to a standstill that you just can't function, but you've no idea what's wrong. So then the health markers go wrong, Fran. Yes. When the health markers go wrong and you go to the doctor, he'll treat the symptom. He'll treat what's actually there in front of him. But how do you actually go back and treat the source of where it's come from? Right. So you can give a tablet for one thing, but like if you don't actually stop where it's come from, 
That's not going to help. It's not going to work. And our GPs don't have the time nowadays, either, to to go into past history like that, I I presume, as well. Um, Is part of the issue, though, and it's an issue that I have with this particular subject today as well, we find it hard to talk about sort of the waterworks and the poo works and all of that, do we not? But sure, it's funny. Like, my husband came home last night and he said to me, are you talking about poo on the radio tomorrow? (laughs) I said, who told you that? And he said, oh, one of the lads was, because I had it up on social media yesterday. And it was just one statement from him, and that said it all to me in, in, in relation to Irish people and, and the world we're in like because like if my kids looked into the toilet and their poo wasn't right I'd get a roar straight away saying man take a look at this you know so right. where does it come in that we become so sensitive and why are we so sensitive I don't because, know like, because I dread these conversations these conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. because I, I don't think I've ever spoken to any other human being other than you about, about this yeah. yeah and when I bring out this chart when we're in clinic and I show it to people I'm like where's your poo and they sit back and they look at me and they shyly smile and then they look in at it but when you start talking about it, it opens a whole big world that people start chatting about everything. I hear about every single thing in their world once we talk about poo. Right. So it's Irish people, isn't it? Isn't that just incredible yeah. altogether? All right, so it's a good judge then that maybe something is You need is to look not, into the toilet and see. Not. So you shouldn't have constant diarrhea. You shouldn't have constant constipation. If you do, there's something amiss. Your right. poo should, under normal circumstances, be like it is here, like right. a sausage with the little cracks in it. It shouldn't float, it should sink. Don't really worry about the colour of it because that's the foodstuffs that you're eating. But if you can look at your tongue and it's a nice pink colour, healthy looking, and you can look at your poo and it looks like a sausage, well, you're fairly okay then, you know. Body okay. should be working fairly efficiently. Right. Uh, tell me more about the tongue now, okay? If it's not that nice pink colour. Yeah. Again, I look at people's tongues a lot. If they present with intolerance issues and they say to me, you know, that they have acid reflux and there's different issues going on, belching and, you know, farting. Are we allowed to use that word on yeah, air? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course. We're talking about well, we're poo. talking about everything but else anyway. Well, if they have issues like that, well, then I'm looking for the source of the intolerance issues. So I will look at things like their tongue. Your tongue, when you look in the mirror, should be a bright pink colour with no cracks in it. Okay. So I send people over to the mirror and clinics to look at their tongue. There could be a coating of yeast in their tongue that's like thick, uh, Fran, that you just that blows me away the minute I see it, and cracks down either the side of their tongue or right down the middle. And when you look at it, you know straight away, like you can say to yourself, well, if your tongue is like that, what's your gut like? Do you know, sorry, I'm sorry for smiling now, but every listener in the county has gone running to a mirror somewhere. Don't crash if you're looking in the review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the moment. Okay, so, yeah. but I mean, if it has that coating, if it has the cracks. Yeah, what? you're intolerant to something, something going on in your gut that's actually presenting, you know, wow. it, it, and you can see it there and then straight away. Now, it could be yeast, could be dairy intolerance, you know, could be medication you're on, but there's something actually happening that's, you know, sort of right. poisoning your system that right. um, we need to figure out what it is. And what the, the symptoms, other than the coating on the th- the symptoms then uh, that mm. there's something wrong is what we're tired we're irritable anxious or? brain fog tiredness you could be stressed depression depression yeah. is one of the big ones and you don't know what's wrong with you um, yeah then the belching the farting the wind right. um, you feel like you're six months pregnant yeah all of those things yeah um, acid reflux so people reach for a Gaviscon and all the rescue remedies and all the different bits and pieces to stop the acid reflux where they're actually probably still putting the same thing into their body that's just going to exacerbate it so they're literally just stopping it coming from here which is like yes uh, lower esophagus or whatever it is um, where the embers of the fire are still on fire down in the gut and, and that's still happening and that's just going to cause more does issues. it concern you that the advertising for all the products that you, you you refer to there and it's as if that this is normal to have all of this and just take this product and you'll be grand Fran I sat down last night before nine o'clock before the news came on 
and one of these products came up on telly, the ad. Yes. And I wasn't really watching telly. But I saw this, it, so it was a picture of this guy that was about 30, coming up to Christmas time. So he got out of bed in the morning, he missed his breakfast, he raced in somewhere and he grabbed some fast food. Under pressure, he was on the phone in the car and all this kind of thing. And then evening time, he was out for dinner with friends, had a glass of wine. Um, then it came up the picture of the box of the tablet, took two tablets, showed him going home to his girlfriend or his wife. Perfect, full of health, like he would have been at eight o'clock in the morning, whatever. It showed how it actually dissolved everything in his system and cleaned it all out or whatever, and he was fine and he was ready to go to bed. And that's nonsense. I just turned, Seamus sitting beside me, and I turned to him and I said, Christ almighty, seriously, like, that's what I'm talking about. It's the tablet that's going to mask every single thing that he's eaten all day, which was like alcohol, salt, sugar, fat, stress, yes. every single thing, and then just take the one tablet to nullify it. And mask the intolerance as well. Mask, mask the intolerance. And one tablet for now will work. And then three months' time you need two. And then four months' time you need something else. And then because they've masked the symptoms, it's caused other health issues. So now you need a tablet for something else. So, so the re recommendation then is what? Recommendations go back to basics. That's what we do. We go back to when did this happen? Was it three years ago? Was it five years ago? Was it when you were pregnant? Was it when you were stressed? Did you lose your job? When did it happen? When were you able to eat properly? When were you not the way you are now? And when we start revisiting and going backwards, sometimes people can't remember. But when I start talking to them about it and I start going through their diet and what they're eating and all the bits and pieces, within an hour I can start putting together a plan or I can start to see I can start to see where the issues are coming from and we can start to sort them immediately. It's incredible, but it can be fixed. Oh, absolutely. So that's, that's nine out of, thing no, we're not everyone, Fran, right. but nine out of ten times, yes. All right, okay. Uh, Marito, eighty twenty. then. Uh, is your shop front up? up shop front is there. Putting the lights and the signage on today ah, and our big whatever inside the window. You can see me. I'm literally visibly, visibly relieved, but it looks fantastic right, now. Right, isn't that great? And we're really busy. And you know, one of the good things is I'm actually seeing, because you know I said it has to be really subtle for people and we don't want to overdo yeah, it and yeah. everything. Um, we've women and men, equal amounts coming in, which is brilliant to me, but the feedback is fantastic, that it's literally like you've knocked 10 years off me, not just visually, but yes. I feel 10 years younger. I saw some of the endorsements online, it's terrific. It is. It's, it, happy, it's exactly yeah. what we wanted, as yeah. in, we can do the diet side on one side, and then we can do the other side, that you can look, look well as well as feel well. Yeah. But I have some exciting news in about three weeks' time that we're adding into the... And I think oh. people, people will really want to know that. So it's in relation to weight, etc. So we'll be able to add another side into the triangle that's really going to help people. Um, so, yeah, you might I, be interested as well, Fran, but it's exciting. We'll, we'll talk about it. Sure, look at the cut of me. Wouldn't I be interested? You look great. Uh, it's, it's great. today. Look great today. <laughs> I'll tell you now. Yeah. Thanks, Muriel. Lovely to see you. Thanks, people Frank. want to make contact with you, by the way. A uh, number. Yeah, 0830959138. All right. Always good to see you. Thanks, Muriel. Thank you. Good morning to you. That's uh, Muriel Cuddy there of Marito 8020. Back in a moment. Join the conversation in Tipperary. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter or email tiptoday at tipfm.com. Welcome back to Tip Today. Now, just to remind you again, Nakavilla Community Council, there's that fundraising lip-sync event and uh, groups from the parish still busy rehearsing for that. The event will take place in March of next year. It's the 11th of March, but uh, do put that in your diary and it will be in the Dundrum Community Hall, which is formerly known, of course, as the Scouts Hall. Now, sport is vital to any area and we're going to chat about that now. I'm delighted uh, to be joined by Mairead Fogarty Carew of uh, the Camogie Club and uh, Pat Cormack is with me as well from uh, Kickham's GAA and you're both very welcome indeed and thanks for coming into us today. Pat, can I begin with you? Um, how, how is the club doing, by the way? How Morning, friend. Yeah, the club is doing quite well, we'll say. We're, I suppose, 
there's always hurling and football in Dundrum, so they're all, hurling, I suppose, is the main game. But yes. It is, yeah, underage now, a great juvenile set up there, and there great work being done by the juvenile committee and all the, all the, all the helpers and that. And I suppose we had three lads this year on the county minor hurling team that won the All-Ireland, so... Yeah. You know, things are looking good for the club. And Isn't it, yeah. The, the facilities are very good, though, Pat. They are, they? yeah. We have two yeah. pitches, we'll say, and we have uh, an astrotroph there put in about 10 years ago, so yeah. get, that gets great use with the juveniles and the uh, nursery and all that, so it's quite safe and it's clean and they can play winter and summer, so yeah. it's a, it does a great attraction, you know, so it's we're constantly fundraising and things to, to yeah. improve facilities. Uh, and we'll talk about the fundraising in a moment. And uh, there's so many options, though, for young lads and young girls. Um, that how, how do you attract them to the club, Pat? Or is that an issue for you? Really? Well, it's not... I I suppose it starts in the schools. Yeah. Say. And, you know, I suppose in a country parish it's probably easier. Hurling and football is generally, I suppose, the main sports played. So they just seem to. It's just always the way it's been, I suppose. They seem to, yeah. as they get older, I suppose, then it's different. They do they do have others, let's say, soccer and rugby. And that's fine too once they're playing sport, I suppose, you know. Of course it is, isn't it, just indeed? What about the, the volunteer elements is vital to the club, of course? Oh, it's absolutely vital, yeah. I'd say. Sure, it's from, from referees to volunteers helping out around the place, fundraising and all that. So, you know, say we. A club would exist without having um, plenty of volunteers, and yes. it makes uh, officers' jobs easy, I suppose, as well. You know, we also get plenty of help. So, yeah, which is great to see indeed. Now, funding is the other big issue, and you have a fundraiser coming up, haven't you? Well, we have at the moment. I suppose we have the club lotto that's going on there. That's I suppose the jackpot is worth seven thousand at the minute, and at the, we're also doing a Euro Millions uh, fundraiser as well, a syndicate, which the funds out of that go towards um, coaching and all that in the schools, yes. and improving facilities and equipment for the for the field and that below. And every year, then we run um, for the last nine years actually uh, a big fundraiser the Richie and Breda Horgan Memorial Golf Classic yeah. uh, in conjunction with the Horgan family and South Tipperary Hospice so to date we've raised 180,000 for the hospice wow. and next year hopefully we can top 200,000 so isn't that fantastic yeah, yeah. it's great to see huge support for that every single absolutely. year absolutely come from all over to which play, is yeah. great to see um, uh, Mairead is with me as well Mairead Fogarty uh, good morning to you Mairead good morning and uh, thanks very much indeed for coming by today there's a real explosion it seems to me anyway participation in ladies football and camogie I mean have you noticed that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Like the club was formed back in 84 and at that time there was just two teams, just under 14 and under 16. And now we have 200 plus members, over actually 220 members, 160 plus players. I was just telling Pat earlier on, you could go down there on a Wednesday evening and the under 6s, under 8s and under 10s are training and there could be 100 girls playing out between the Astro and the back pitch and it's just a joy to see. And I think some of the reasons that they just keep coming back to the camogie, you asked Pat about you know, other sports, yes. and particularly with girls, you've dancing and you've gymnastics and you've all these other clashes that girls really love, but I think they really love going to the pitch because it's kind of like a safe environment for them. They don't just go for their little 30-minute class. or They could be there for two hours running around the place. They'll have their training and then their brother might be training out in the other field. And It's a real social. Yes. And I suppose their parents love coming to the pitch as well because it's a real social event for yeah, them as well. You get to chat, you get to so get a, the latest it, news. So holistically, it's a, it's a community event, basically, It's absolutely it? yeah, a community yeah. thing, Pat, isn't it? Absolutely, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you go down there, you meet so many, the kids meet so many, and it really keeps them together. And I think that's why they keep going back to the camogie. They'll do their other activities yes, as yeah. well, absolutely. But the camogie and the GEA, it's a real social, it's a real community thing, so they keep going back to it. We were talking about the volunteer element as well. Obviously, Mairead, oh. it's, it's vital, isn't it? It's, it's vital. It's everything. It's vital coaching 
we need so many coaches uh, like this year I think and over the last three years the numbers have gone up so much so when you have so many young kids you need so many coaches to yeah. keep yeah, the thing course, going yeah. keep them keep them engaged keep them active keep them safe so absolutely and the more um, people that come along but people are great you know they're going down there anyway with their kids so they like to volunteer some people are a bit scared mm. they think they you know might need huge skills sometimes you don't you just need to be there helping them it's very easy to throw a ball around with a kid you know we just need people to come forward as more and more as volunteers and so much gratitude for all the people that have already come forward well it's great to see it indeed and, and what about games and uh, what, what, how you've been doing as a club as a yeah so obviously from a games point of view you games all the way it's very uncompetitive games up to under 12 so you have county blitzes that all of our teams would participate in and they're run by the county camogie and they're excellent there's all about in, uh, participation and yes. the more people that engage that take part the better obviously then you get into the more the championships as you go up and we have under 12 teams 14 teams 16 teams minor teams and also our adult teams wow. and our adult team we kicked off or reformed our adult team back in 2018 Did as you? a junior b yeah. team but they have just progressed haven't they pat's daughter is, is on the team has been on the team oh, for the last yeah. number of years and they have progressed from junior b all the way up to senior so played in in the senior championship in 2022 which was brilliant for the club and so good for all those girls as well and they deserved it for all the effort that they put in over the last number of years the skills they've developed and i think they've really gelled as a team as well so we're really looking forward to 2023 being a competitive year in the senior championship for us yeah it's it's come up on the on the show quite a bit over the last few weeks pat that notion of you know kids getting games and it being inclusive and all that is that important to the club that oh, very that, important that yeah. blitz notion that everybody gets it involved. is and, and in the ga side of it i see they change the structures there some years but the yeah. board and oak side yeah so every child does different grades every child gets a game which is yeah. very important and it keeps them all active and keeps them all playing you know yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. The 12 or 13 grades would say they have a b c and d so Every child gets gets game time, which right. is very important. Very keeps, important keeps indeed. Yeah. You have a fundraiser as well, Marie. Absolutely. You? So this is one of our key annual fundraisers. And uh, I think, as Pat alluded to, obviously all these clubs, it's very volunteer-based, but there's a lot of costs as well. So we do need our fundraisers. We do need support from all the people, uh, maybe that are linked in any way with the clubs, to support the fundraisers. But as well as it being a fundraiser, this is actually going to be a great family day. So yes. it's the tractor run. Um, so many people come out this year. Well, we call it the tractor run, but it's the tractor, truck, vintage car, and this year we've expanded it to all vehicles. We had our right. first camper van last year, so we will take any vehicles with flags hanging out the window, any theme, any business vehicle. This year is very, very welcome. It's a great fundraiser, so a lot of kids will come down, see all the vehicles taking off. A lot of kids will go off on the vehicles, go on the run. It's a very fun run slowly over the roads of, of the parish and they'll all come back for some refreshments afterwards and we have a very good raffle this year as well so anyone that would like to support in terms of participation with any type of vehicle as we said or to pop down buy a raffle ticket would be very much appreciated very good so that's this coming that's Sunday this Sunday okay. registration starting at 11am over in the GEA field and we'll be kicking off at 12 noon so all looking that's forward great. to that well we wish you the very best uh, with that and Pat it's great to see you today as well and the very very best of luck with the club and with the fundraising as well. Uh, thanks. thanks very much indeed for coming into thanks us. Thanks very much, uh, Thank man. you. That's uh, Pat Cormack and indeed uh, Mairead Fogarty Carew with us as well from both the uh, GAA and the Camogie Club here in the locality. It's great to be here in Dundrum today. As I say, it's part of our uh, run around the villages.
of the county and uh, if you want to chat to us from your particular area if you'd like us to visit we do about one uh, one a month um, we'd love to hear from you you can speak to Emma on that that's 1800 007 just to repeat again our winners of that uh, uh, those tickets to a night with the country stars uh, Nula Ryan of Upper Church. Well done to Nula and uh, John Dunn of Clannacenny. And those tickets will be on the door on the night. That's Friday the 18th. Um, and uh, it should be a great occasion as the uh, indeed. We'll have our draw as well for our two 100 euro uh, vouchers before we leave here today. And uh, that's from everybody who dropped into the store this morning, uh, having an opportunity to get involved in that two 100 euro vouchers. And we'll announce the winners in just a little while. Now, everywhere we've gone so far, we're always amazed at the wealth of musical talent. And of course, no different this morning. I'm delighted to be joined by local singer Eva Butler. Eva, how are you? Hi, Fran. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. And Lovely to see you today as well. Singing is your thing, Aoife. Big time, yes. Yeah, yeah I've been singing all my life. Now have you? State. I have. I started very young. Yeah. And I would have participated in a lot of competitions through the years and sang all the way through school and everything. So it's only kind of recently now I've started pushing and I've kind of made a sort of a business, I suppose, about myself. And I've yeah. got on hold and I've been doing wedding singing. That's uh, yeah, yeah, that's my main focus now at the moment is wedding singing and be it drinks reception everything and even like a few funerals so i've started doing events um which is brilliant like i only started really i suppose after covid yes. i kind of got thinking about it during that space time and i said like i've been singing all my life i may as well put it to good use now absolutely but you love it i do yeah, yeah no i yeah. love it now i must say and yeah. if you're anyway able like it's brilliant to be able to do it right and you'd like to make a career of it full-time i guess would you um well even just kind of part-time now yeah. at the moment because I, I am in college i'm doing teaching right. so i'm just hoping to continue doing my singing now for a while and be it in the future keep it up continue yes. it and well music works so well with teaching anyway doesn't it it does you know, it yeah it gives you a, a lot bonus. of opportunities Absolutely, oh it does indeed. definitely i'm delighted to say you're going to sing uh, first today and you're going to sing one of my favorite songs i believe as well what, what are you going to do i'm going to do beezing by okay. christy moore all right oh i thought you were doing something else but equally i'd love to hear this as well um in your own time perfect thanks <laughs> When I came to town, they called it the summer of love. Burning babies, burning flags, the hawks against the dove. I took a job at the steamer way down on Caltrum Street. I fell in love with the laundry girl who was working next to me. Brown hair zigzagged around her face and a look of half surprise. Like a fox caught in the headlights, there was animal in her eyes. She said to me, can't you see, I'm not the factory kind. If you don't take me out of here, I'll lose my mind. And she was a rare thing, as fine as a bee's wing. So fine a breath of wind might blow her away. She was a lost child She was running wild She said so long as there's no price on love I'll stay You wouldn't want me any other way We bust around the market towns for picking down in Kent We could tinker pots and pans and knives wherever we went We were camping down the Gower good. She wouldn't wait for the harvest. I thought she should. 
I said to her, we'll settle down and get a few acres stuck with a fire burning in the hearth and babies on the road. She said, oh man, you foolish man, that surely sounds like hell. You might be Lord of half the world, you'll not own me as well. She was a rare thing, as fine as a bee's wing, so fine a breath of wind might blow her away. She was a lost child, she was running wild, she said so long as there's no price on love I'll stay, you wouldn't want me any other way. Drinking more in those days, our tempers reached a pitch. Like a fool, I let her run away when she took the rambling niche. Last I heard, she's living rough back on the Derby beat. A bottle of white horse in her pocket, a wolf found at her feet. They say that she got married once to a man called Romany Brown, but even a gypsy caravan was too much like settling down. They say her roses faded, rough weather and hard booze. Sure, maybe that's the price you pay for the chains that you refuse. She was a rare thing, as fine as a bee's wing. I miss her more than ever words can say. If I could just taste all of her wildness now. If I could hold her in my arms today, I wouldn't want her any other way. Oh, well done. Oh, that was gorgeous. Uh, it's a wonderful song, Aoife. Thanks for that. That's a Richard Thompson song, of course, Bees Wing. And great to see you today. And we wish you the best uh, with all of the gigs as well. Thanks, Thanks, really, Thanks, Thanks very me. much indeed. You're welcome anytime at all. All right, uh, just before we finish up, we want to give away those two fantastic uh, vouchers. And I know that uh, DJ is going to join me in just uh, a moment. We're going to choose from a very full box at this uh, point because people have been dropping in here all morning to get involved in our competition and uh, two 100 euro vouchers to give away you you sit down with me dj and you you can announce all of this as well you're not getting away that easy i can tell you we've been live all morning from Butler centre here in dundrum and uh, dj is going to announce the winners uh, right now dj we do have some winners don't we we do indeed fran our first winner is Mairead Fogarty. Well done to Mairead Fogarty. Mairead okay. Fogarty, okay. Nice one. Mairead seems to be with us here, so well done, Mairead. And our second winner is Billy Green. Billy Green. Well done to both of them. And uh, thanks for such beautiful prizes. Fair play to you. 100 euro vouchers to, to them both as well. So, all prepped now for Christmas, DJ? All ready to go? We are indeed, Fran, yeah. And uh, just before we finish, can I just say a big, big thank you to the wonderful staff that I have working here. Yeah. To Tip FM and to the loyal customers that we have for the last 21 years, without 
we wouldn't be in business. Yeah, well. You know, the people of the surrounding parishes and the local parishes, many, many thanks to everybody because we do really appreciate it. All right. Well, we were delighted okay. to be here today. And thanks very much to yourself and Marie. Thanks very much indeed, DJ. Uh, that's it from me for today. Thanks to Ellie, who looked after us here. Owen was looking after sound and all of the gear. Emma was back at uh, base. And as I said to DJ and to Marie as well. Stephen is on the way with the time tunnel. I will talk to you soon. So from the drum, look after yourselves, won't you? And uh, take care. Bye-bye now. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.